0: 11 o'clock comics episode 80. Oh, who, me? <laughs> I would never I never say that to you. Oh, shit. I thought about you every day, sat by that frickin' phone. <laughs> Waited <laughs> for you to call my... my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my <laughs> I thought, my like uh... <laughs> oh, man. She's painting a bad picture of me now. <laughs> the, the, the you
1: <laughs>
0: make, man. How about a big brush? nice <laughs> like, hey, big brush.
2: Hey, this is the
0: lead-in. <laughs> this is known as the part where we talk about nothing at all. Hello there. What up? Jason's going to be digging on our song going in this week. Digging hard. Oh, what you got? It's tricky.
3: nice, dude. Really? I
0: love the. I love the. Yeah, I love the. Oh,
3: you got to run to You betcha. I can get down with that. Hey, you know, we're all tougher of the Mother. Ah, look at you guys. Man. We're in my Adidas right
2: now. Chris, nice.
3: that that Nice. That, that, by the way, uh, tougher than the Mother would be about where my knowledge of rap ends. It was well, it's funny up. because uh, that was uh, about it.
4: I know you love Uncle Tupelo, and I heard you finally played Uncle Tupelo in the intro outro of AC, and I have to say that's probably the first and second times in my life I've heard Uncle Tupelo. <laughs> 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 it is my
3: favorite band. It's it's uh, them and then the RZA.
0: Nice, <laughs> nice, yes, sir. Jason, do you know any of it? You know Tricky, right? Of course, dude. Yeah, okay. I thought you'd I'm grace excited. Grace us look with look at a you
4: quietly. Look at you quietly playing hip hop in like two out of the last four or five weeks.
0: Well, yeah, because I like some stuff. I mean, I like the the classics,
4: you know. Mm-hmm.
3: So there you nice. go. I got
0: one for Chris on the outro too. Oh, oh,
3: Sugar Hill Gang? God. No.
2: All
0: no. right. Hey everybody, it's eleven o'clock comics once again, and I am Vince B. Good old happy giddy Vince B. Good stuff came out today, and I want to talk about all of it and spoil it for your nice. asses.
4: Cool. So it's a normal week.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm Christopher Neisman, and uh, I will talk about lots of things that have come out that I've read half of, and uh, I'll try not to spoil them.
2: Ooh. What? Uh,
3: <laughs> for re- only reading half of them or not spoiling uh, them?
0: <laughs> no, you should spoil them because David needs some spoilage. Okay. He's a fan of the spoilage. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Why, why, does, why does he need spoilage? Because King Dab is fresh. That's why. Oh, He's tricky. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: I'm, I'm David Price. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah you yeah, are. Yes, yeah. you are, sir. Yep. And y'all best not mess with me because I am Owen Reese.
0: No, you're not. You oh, yes, are. Jiggity Jason, we- nah, dude. I'm
4: gonna turn energy into matter and matter into energy, bitches.
0: Hey, if we only could. <laughs> I can, nice. I'm Owen Reese. Yeah, well, you know you're not. Like I said, you're Jason Wood <laughs> In the house.
4: What's up, bitches?
0: What, sure. a week? This is the be- one of the best Wednesdays, like, ever. The book's it, it
3: was a oh. good Wednesday.
0: Oh, it was a great Wednesday.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We had all sorts of Blackest Night stuff coming out, uh, uh World's uh, Finest. a great week for trades. Some real good trades came out this week.
0: What? It, it, it's what? Wednesday, it's comic book day, and it's also previews day. That's like, that's oh. like two, yeah. birth- oh, nice. two birthdays oh, on one day, and Chris, you, you're overlooking the obvious. What's that? Dark Reign the List Punisher? Did you look oh. at that? I will, unfortunately. No. Of- oh, no. you gotta re- call, Oh, Mark. get it. You, I was, yeah. <laughs> called Dark it, Tower. Is Hello? It,
3: what, is, it o, is it Opeña? No. Or no. Ramita Jr. They're, and uh.
0: Jansen.
3: Oh, and Remender...
0: Writing. Yes, colored okay. by you Mr. Know, White.
3: I'm, I don't know, we talked about it. I'm, I'm not gonna, okay, I'm not gonna start the show on a downer, but I only have like room for one event and the list is not that event.
0: But right this now. is, this isn't even an event. Tell me, just answer this question. It's, man, awesome.
3: it's, it's the list. It's like every other. Are you, other are, are you reading calls. the no, no, no,
0: no. And Punisher? Yes, I, that's, what I say. that's what I was gonna say. Tag team with David. If you are going to buy Remender and Moore's Punisher. Yes. Yeah, you need to read this.
3: Then why isn't it issue 11? instead of a special issue?
0: Well, because that's a a very fair question, and it's also the nature of the beast. All All of the list books are not connected at all. Save save the the piece of paper. The next one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, save that piece. You're you're getting me started on on a on a bad subject right Uh now. So let's get the let's get the drink roll call, and Uh. I can recalibrate myself and talk about some things I'm happy about. Nice. nice. They
0: they show preview pages of Tony Moore's art for Punisher Eleven in the um. back of the book. The man is a god. Now he's just become God's god. He is yes. a demigod, uber-god. You should see Man-Thing. That's all I have to say. Man-Thing. Nice. Tony They're,
3: does draw pretty. He's
4: got good crud on
3: him. What did part.
0: I say on the, on the forum, David? Apocalyptic. Yes. Yes, they are apocalyptic. And then
4: David said apoplyctic or whatever. <laughs> St- did they have good
3: stanima? <laughs> <laughs> Wood, what are you drinking? Now we're recycling ah, old
4: beads. I'm drinking some Diet Red Bull and vodka.
3: All right. Very good. M- Mr. Price?
0: I am drinking water. What?
4: Man. I'm a,
1: you know I what? Feel, a, no, I. My my stomach's yeah. bothering me. I feel like shit. I need to work.
0: Oh, man. Oh. that's a Barry White shit voice going on. I know. <laughs> my stomach be bothering me, bitch. Get <laughs> so, your evidence? Come rub yeah, it. Sure. At
3: least you could be drinking some Peppy Max, like, like, yeah
0: Peppy Mac in the All house. Right. In his, <laughs> Jesus Christ.
3: I'm, uh, uh, uh I'm like, drinking, uh, I'm drinking from, uh, the, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, which is the, uh, same fine brewery that makes that, uh, amazing vanilla porter. Uh, this is their oatmeal stout, which is absolutely delicious. It is described as a tall, dark, and dreamy stout worthy of the title. And it's- That's it like is, the Vince B of Beers. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tall, dark, and handsome. Absolutely. A mm-hmm. little bit of hair in it. A little. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so very good oatmeal stuff from Breckenridge. Good, good brewery if you guys can nab any of that out east. You know, yeah. you
0: must have been a very good boy this year because this is the second week in a row that Santa Claus has popped up in your crib while you're recording. Did you guys hear Santa Claus come through?
4: Oh, <laughs> I'm so, that's, yeah. uh, that's
3: Georgia. That's Georgia. No, it's
0: Santa Claus. Don't, <laughs> the, don't shatter the illusion.
4: <laughs> that's what I the, started playing the, uh, Christmas morning. tunes this week, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, no, I do. Uh, no, no. You're one of them.
0: I hate uh-huh. Christmas music. What I, lo- I, I do? Lo-
3: I love it after like the what the third Thursday in November or whatever, whenever
4: Thanksgiving is. Now we're cranking it up. Oh, uh, hey, fucking uh, bells, bitches. Man, oh
0: well. Oh yeah. You got
4: to our lives up in this house.
2: <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> okay. The RZA yeah.
4: has given way to Johnny Mathis, bitches. There <sighs> You go.
3: Hey, I do have a, I do have an awesome James Brown Christmas CD. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. So we'll be celebrating uh, Christmas under my funky Christmas tree this year.
0: You can't go wrong oh, with James ace. Brown. <laughs> Impossible.
5: Hello, eleven o'clock, Amish. I've listened for a long time, and I finally gone to pick up the, the phone machine and call you to say I love you, love everything that you do, everything about you. You are brilliant. I love it. I've only been here for a short time, but already I have found home on the iTunes with all of you, and I love the show. I love the hotline the colors. They are hot. I love, hey, battle, fuck it. I love it. It's beautiful. I've made my fashion smaller badge from piece of cardboard in a style in covered with tin foil, and I've inscribed upon it. Uh, I am hotline caller number one, because I watched that caller show. It's beautiful. I love everything about it. I love all of the hosts. There are four of you, and you're beautiful. Hey, Wood. Wood, you're a beautiful man. You're Pimp Daddy number one. You're a motherfucker. Not like a bad, like you say, hey, you motherfucker. But like a gangster Pimp Daddy. You've got the many bitches all over the place. You got a bitch in every port. I, I don't know if you've got the ports over there, but if you did, Vince, will, uh, Vince and, and everybody, but especially Woodrow, you have a bitch in everyone. I bet you're a big pimp daddy. I bet you have uh, big, pump fat fucking shoes, big platform boots with goldfishes swimming around in the hills because you are pimp daddy number one. All right, get a lot of the sex. I love wood. What is that name that makes me think of a bigger penis? He's a beautiful man. And I love Christopher Nissman. Hey, I am a Christopher Nesman and I love to bitch about the comics and get angry about the children's reading the comics. Hey, I'm a big man. I want my books to be written for me. I want to see civil fight between the bad woman and another woman. And if the children's reading the books they will not have a Caesar fight. Age appropriate the box. Suck the balls. I love, I love this. my impression of Christopher Nettman. He is a brilliant and he makes a very, very fancy drinks. Hey, on the drink roll call, what are you drinking, Chris? I'm drinking this week. I've made myself a drink and it's called Novus Jockstrap. It's a bellies and the pimps and the essence of a jockstrap and my best friend's wife's a pubic hair and mix it all together and this is a drink I call the Novus Jockstrap it's beautiful and David A. Price a man with the sexiest laugh in the world if Santa Claus was a porn star it would be David A. Price oh 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 oh, oh. it's beautiful my wife as she listened to the show she come for a week she's beautiful He's a beautiful man. I love the David A. Price. I think I won the man sandwich with Christopher Nixman and David A. Price. He's beautiful. And Vince B. He loves Jacoby. He loves the Frank Zappa. And he likes the tiny Puerto Rican young boy's penis. It's beautiful. It's nice to know people with similar interests. So I love you. You beautiful people. Hey Wood. Hey. I love you Wood and David. And Vince, and am Christopher Nezerman. keep doing what you do, I'll keep going. Beryl, fuck it! Are you full? Sure? No, you push your, your red button to hang up. Red one. What? You make me look like a fucking asshole. No, the green one to make the call, the red one to hang up. I just to make five kinds of shit from you, cocksucker. You're making me fuck up my first hobo call. I've got not my phone. Not my phone. <laughs>
0: So, let's get started here. Now that we got the formalities taken care of, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, in your web browser, fire it up, jump on in, and be amazed at the amount of discount you can get off your books. It's crazy. Unbelievable. 35, 45, 50, up to 75% off. Unheard of. It doesn't happen in the real world. So... Pop on over, dcbservice.com, check them out. You will not look back. Good people there. They are. All right, observation number one, and this is a sad observation. Yeah. And it and it kind of ties in with the news that we heard today that the Comics Journal is now going twice yearly, and the mm-hmm. majority of the content is going to be on, online. I received my copy of Comics Buyer's Guide. I think I got it yesterday. And, David, did you get yours? Not yet. Okay. It 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 has the Blackest Night on the front, Green Lantern Core. It's really nice, but How the Mighty Have Fallen. This thing is barely... It's like 90 pages. It's so thin. I, it, I, th- I thought it was a catalog or something. You know, the content is still top-notch. It's that same old nostalgic CBG content, but where did the rest of the magazine go? I don't know. I, I remember reading cbg on my back porch when i was a kid and it was like four sunday sections every week and and now cbg is only a monthly right i think yes and it's 599 what yeah, the hell I is am. happening to this world publishing industry buddy it's it's in the shitter. i know it sucks it really does yeah and and i've tried the cbg online it's just not the same no. Yeah, it's really yeah. not. No. It's
4: yeah. funny, too, because I don't know why that is. I, I mean, I think we all, to a man, read plenty of stuff on the web, but yet I know, because I, when we were talking about the Comics Journal thing, Vince, I had mentioned to you that uh, I really loved the uh, the MIT Journal of Technology Review right. magazine, and that did the same thing. That was monthly, and then it went to, to bi-monthly, and then they basically went to all web, and, and I said, oh, it's fine. I'll just go to the web and read it. But it's just not the same. I, I hardly ever think yeah. to go there, and it's just not the same. You know, I miss no. having the magazine sit and read on the bus and stuff. But, yeah, yeah it's a bummer.
3: Well, wait, that's, uh, you know, Apple Tablet will hopefully change that for, for some folks. Or, you know, if not the Apple Tablet, more the the tablet PCs, which I think you're going to see getting very popular in the next few years. I think that's going to bring back um, a lot of the subscription-based newspapers and magazines and you know that that kind of stuff i I think Mm -hmm. that uh i think that's going to be you know a nice little boost for that because you can read that stuff on the you know on the bus or on the train or you know on the couch or whatever so you know heck it's uh that's how i'll I'll probably get my chicago tribune Mm -hmm. and one day probably i'll get my comic
0: well they used to be ziff davis now they're published by fw media it looks like Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you ziff got the the wind knocked out of them by the internet like right across yeah, the board oh, yeah, all of their periodicals were time intensive i i'm a huge toy collector so i used to buy a toy shop and that was the place you went to buy and sell toys there mm-hmm. there was no other outlet and then when ebay came around you oh, yeah. I, just like cbg you saw the magazine get smaller and smaller, oh, yeah, and, smaller. Sure. and then poof you know it sucks, but I'm hoping that the the technology steps up and people can kind of embrace it. it they went out of their way to offer you free classified ads with your subscription to yeah. Comic Spire's Guide. It's like the, I mean, the class- yeah, but the classified section is like two pages. It used to go on for awesome. Oh my God, yeah. It used to go on and on and on and you'd see every kind of comic you ever wanted in there. Now it's a I just remember like, that one look.
1: guy who was uh he'd he'd gladly take your ten bucks to tell you who the mastermind was going to be and this first appearance behind not, not Unity, but one of the other valiant Night events. There's gonna be it's, it's, it was gonna be uh it's Master Dark and, and he he appeared in Shadow Man, but it was just like, you know, if you give him money then yeah, he'll he'll gladly tell you which issue to go out and get. Yep. So uh so you can jump on that
0: bandwagon. And then Wizard picked up that thread and started doing that in their magazine. Like, which artist would be hot? Well, we have to check Wizard to find out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, my second observation also has to do with a shrinking periodical. As I said before, today is Wednesday. It's also a previews day. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen today's previews?
4: I will see it on Friday.
0: Okay. It was kind of, there was a trace of it last month. I got the, uh, idea that this was enforced now, but it's really apparent this month. Previews is half the size it used to oh, be. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh,
3: the indies are really dropping out. Right. And
0: that I think we're, we are now seeing full blown the effect of the minimum order enforcement right, on, right. on the indie. And it's, it's like a shadow of what it used to be. Hardly anything. the 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 comic section is still fairly robust because you have DC and and Image in there. But you you flip through the back, like the game section, hardly anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know the toys, if it's not taken up with all the Japanese stuff, there's hardly anything in here. And and I swear, for the the toys, they add twenty bucks right on the list price of of all all the stuff Mm -hmm. because I you know being in the game, I know the price for certain things, and these are wicked high.
4: Yeah, you mean like the Japanese things, or just no? The
0: well, yeah, those too. But just like regular Transformers, like the Voyager action figures, they're no two uh-huh. thirty thirty two ninety nine. No way. Okay, that, that's really high. That's like KB Toys high. Yeah. no
3: I mean, I mean, that gets unfortunately that gets right back to what you're talking about with what's going on with online and different publications and how eBay's changed things and, you know, even our, our lovely sponsor, which we all love everyone at DCBS, but with all the deep, deep discounts out there, mm. you know, publishers and manufacturers and... You know, it, it's not just comics and toys. It's it's every bit of industry as as online affects pricing, and people are able to get more direct pricing on stuff. I mean, you're going to see people raise their prices. It's yeah. it's the only way that they can that they can keep up. So, but it's, it's see, a weird weird effect that it's having.
0: right. But it, again, in a lot of ways, it doesn't make sense. Like for the collectible card games. They're hurting just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so what does Wizards of the Coast do? Uh, the a regular pack of magic cards is like four bucks. A fifteen card booster pack is four bucks. So now to combat the uh, slagging sales, they're releasing a fifteen card all foil pack. There, there were special foil cards that you could snag maybe uh, you know every other pack. All the cards in the pack are foil. Eleven ninety nine. For a pack of 15 cards. Like, who the frig is going to yeah. buy that?
3: Oh, well, somebody will.
0: And you will be very happy to know that Heroclix, apparently, is not dead.
3: It's not dead. It uh, The new uh, the new set comes out around the first of the year or so?
0: Yeah, it's the yeah. Uh, Thor, what is it, the uh, Asgard, right. something like that.
3: I think it's uh, Hammer of Thor is, is what it's called. But yeah, it's a new company. I forget the name of them. It's not, uh, uh, not Wizka. What is N-N-E-C-A. it?
0: NECA, N-E-C-A.
3: Yeah, and from what I... I love their
2: wafers. <laughs> from, what I, from what I heard
3: and, and there are better places on, on the internet to find out this information than listening to me but uh, apparently WizKids pretty much had that set designed it may have even been manufactured and so it's being picked up by by NECA uh it's NECA is that the name of it
0: looks that way to me yeah okay.
3: so yeah it, from what I heard is that it, the set was designed and pretty much manufactured so this company just basically picked it up and bought all the stock and are going to distribute it and all that stuff so uh yeah Heroclix is around for at least one more set mm-hmm. and um I don't know I, I here I'll nerd out on hero clicks for just a minute. Please I absolutely do I absolutely love that game. it was so it was like every Saturday before I started getting you know really into a heavy podcast schedule that was like my weekly chance to go and and really nerd out with uh with a bunch of folks at the comic shop and play hero clicks and the game was a lot of fun it's It's basically chess with superheroes and dice and it got kind of what happened with uh was it Mech Warrior mm-hmm. that it just got so incredibly complicated whenever they started introducing different game mechanics so they could sell more product which I understand but it it went from being kind of a an intermediate game where a lot of people even you know 8-year-old kids could pick it up but you know guys my age there are a lot of little intricacies to it and just basic street strategy, but it got really complicated. And there's no way I would even consider having a kid under the age of, you know, twelve or fourteen even try and pick it up. Now it got it mm-hmm. got out of hand. So yeah. with with the character cards, it got it got ridiculous.
0: So. Well, the, the thing that torqued me was it made all three thousand dollars I had invested in the game uh, <laughs> obsolete. Yeah, you because, and both, Because, mother. yeah, all the pieces that I had. <laughs> you know, you formulate a strategy around a certain piece or pieces, and then somebody tells you, you can't use those anymore. It's like, okay, oh, well, well you know, there goes our, my battle plan.
3: Our, our, ven- our venue, basically, like a lot of other venues, basically said it was going to be an open venue, so there was no retirement across oh, the board.
0: That's you, good, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so, you know, if you had a Kingdom Come Superman that you had dropped like 40 bucks on, it's, yeah, that those for normal for uh, every week tournaments aren't affected by retirement now whenever you would get into the whiz kids sponsored like booster draft tournaments or you know those there would be restricted tournaments but almost like 90 percent of the 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 tournaments that we would have would be uh would be you know unrestricted you know unretired figures that you know that kind of stuff so which was very cool
0: did you happen to see the big piece for this set
3: uh, it's a uh, Thor on his chariot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. nice.
3: They were, they were selling that at Wizard Worlds this year.
0: It's only 20 and- bucks.
3: And I, That's yeah, cool. I think it was at, uh, at San Diego as well. So, you know, I, I dig the sculpts. You know, some of the early sets, they're really terrible looking, but I yeah. mean, there's some, there's some really amazing sculpts that, that came out of, out of that. It's the, uh, the World War Hulk is awesome. Uh, there's, you know, uh, Spectre. There's some awesome Batman hero clicks. I mean, they're little, little mini statues. So. Yep good stuff and we've bored David and no, Jane okay and just probably about 90% of our, our listeners to death talking about Hero clicks. alright and my yeah, third out 10% is
1: gonna be the f- <laughs> best episode ever oh yeah <laughs> this right. is
6: the best episode ever talk more HeroClicks hey y'all uh this is Matt or probably known as Cameron um uh uh, probably best known as, the uh, I Am Skeleton Jellytooth. Um, this is mainly just a rant. don't quite know how to put it. I miss, I'm in love with the idea of single issues.
2: It blew my mind.
6: Uh, I just, it's like the best kind of pop song. And I think get a really good single issue. I was reminded of this today whenever I went to the comic shop. I just was crowded into the back issues and just like seeing old Batman, old all sorts of stuff, all sorts of great stuff. And I just want to grab them all and hoard them and read them and love them and then share them to the world. But I don't get that feeling with trades. It's weird. Trades, I have no problem with up, but I don't love them the same way. It's really, really strange. I guess. I don't know. So it's like whenever you come across a really great single issue, it's much better than reading a whole story at once. It's just like a nice, it's like a nice little slice of pie. I don't know about you, but I get sick whenever I eat a whole pie. And I ha- yes, I have eaten a whole pie before. And yes, I was fat for a little while. Uh, but that's totally besides the point and I'm rambling right now. I love single issues, and I wish there was more of them. And I, and I understand the thing behind trades. I'm glad that more stuff's available, but it's more just me lamenting the demise of a single issue, which makes me sad. Makes me sad, and I want to cry. I really, especially does. Oh, God. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, love the show. Love the forums, even though I never post. And I might call later. This probably will not get played because I ramble too much. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys. Talk to the hotline later. Not to you guys. don't actually talk to you.
0: Okay. My third and final observation i was uh, I don't have to remind you that I was Joneson on the boom disney comics Joneson, Joneson, as the i they deserve props because what I've read so far have been awesome, but they their publishing strategy has been revealed with this previews issue, and I don't think I'm too happy about it. I haven't decided yet. It's not like I'm okay. going to stop buying them, but what they're doing is that story that I detailed for you, what was it, two episodes ago in the pages of... Uh,
3: yeah, the, the Mickey Mouse stuff that's going to take, uh, it's like big, long run. Right. Well, that, that was in, in Mickey
0: and, Mickey and Friends. Yeah. What they're doing is they're starting stories in Walt Disney's Comics and Stories and Mickey and Friends, and then they're continuing them in their own series. That's Dirty Carpool. I don't, I don't know if I'm happy about that. There there's gonna be a Wizards of Mickey series that picks up where that story left off and so you but they're not gonna stop publishing Mickey and Friends. That will continue, so now there's another title. So Mickey and Friends is the showcase. Yeah, that's that's just wrong. Uh, okay. And what what they're doing is they're simultaneously releasing the entire story in a hardcover graphic album, hundred and twelve pages, hardcover graphic album. For twenty four ninety nine, what? That's crazy. So, so you you can choose to buy the single issues in a series that you weren't buying before, or uh-huh. you can pony up in one shot for uh, twenty five bucks. That I I don't know. I don't I don't see the logic in this. I mean, I know we're before John Centuris chimes in. This is what we see at Marvel and DC. I know, I know <laughs> they do that, but oh, I don't. God, ex- now you're both fucking
3: impersonating <laughs> each other. There, yeah, Look, Look, horrible, I, both of you. I
0: know, but I don't expect this kind of stuff with Disney books. Tell the stories. Let us have some fun with the titles. I I don't even think I would have minded all that much if they started this Wizards and of Mickey as a separate series. That would have been cool. But it's like bait and switch, you know. Buy a copy of Mickey. Nah, you got to buy this other Mickey book too. That's just. I think it's just wrong. Do you, do. Well, here's would you the got- thing.
4: Other than you, everyone else reading this are going to be little kids who aren't going to care. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, how will the parents know? (laughs) Really, how will the parents?
4: They won't, because they're not going to subscribe to it. Their kids are going to be like, "Daddy, can I have this particular Disney comic that's on the shelf, and I can impulse buy it?"
0: Well, I I understand that there's a large percentage of the the purchases will be impulse purchases. But say you have your your ten to fourteen year old who are intelligent and uh, enough to know that the story they are reading now is not the continuation of the story they read last month. Mm-hmm. and and if they're not into the hobby how do they know to get another unless i mean i'm yeah, assuming I, I, that I, I, think, I,
3: I think most if there are any 10-year-old kids that are reading mickey and friends and i think that's probably getting to the top the top edge age-wise like jason said it's 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 a lot of younger kids and vince that that read this so
0: and ron and
3: ron richards ron. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joking um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I think jason hit the nail on the head is that most people the, the what this is targeted to, who it's targeted to, they're
0: not gonna care. Oh, that's that's freaking sad. I don't know. I just
3: did you did you care whenever you were ten and you were reading comics? Yes. That, I mean you, you picked it up, you jumped right in, you adapted, you're fine. Yeah,
0: I guess, but yeah, but there were trade publications back then that told me where to go and now there's the internet I assume that, you know, if they're interested enough I'm sure they're going to find out that it's continued somewhere else. But I don't know, it's just kind of a little bit on the slimy side, don't you think? I know David agrees with me. Because well, that's do his it in job.
4: Perpetuity, right? I mean, this isn't how, they can't possibly do it in perpetuity because well, going to start putting out the 50 I, Disney titles. Well, I,
0: I hope, don't know about that. I hope
4: boom
3: milks the Disney license for every single penny they can until they lose it.
0: That's also true. Maybe that's the what they're trying to do. I Did not think of that?
3: You've got because milk, if, if they milk it if, for every penny you can.
1: If if this goes on, if this Wizards goes on for like more than a year, and Disney decides not to renew the license with Boom, well then then Boom just lost the money on on collecting this Wizard story. So it might not be a.
0: Well, no, they didn't lose the money because they're publishing it simultaneously. That's what he, I'm saying, though. But if they yeah. had to
1: wait until the storyline wrapped up before they could do the collection, by that time it might be past the when the license right. expires. Yeah. So, so yeah, they they are probably trying to put. It's it's not that they only have a certain amount, or, or it's not a quantity issue. It's probably just time frame that they have to work in.
0: That's probably it. Yeah. And they they don't say how long the series is going to run for. But if the collected edition is only 112 pages, it does say volume one though.
1: 112 so pages for 25 bucks? Yeah. That's
4: crazy. That's insane, dude. Although, yeah. what did we used to make fun of you about with Gemstone though? The Disney comics were freaking crazy expensive.
0: Yeah, they are. But the, right? now, At least now, the singles aren't, but the, they are doing a Carl Barks volume, Donald Duck Classics, mm-hmm. volume one, Carl Barks, 112 pages, 25 bucks.
4: Wow. Wow. That's silly. Good for them. Hey, if they yeah, can get I, it, right? Jeez. I know.
0: Yeah, because wackos like us will pay it.
4: Yeah, yeah I just uh, was reading in our uh, local newsletter here where we get that uh, New Jersey uh, libraries are just been given grants three thousand dollars a library to uh to build up their comic book collections
0: oh cool, cool.
4: yeah very cool yeah. Very
0: that's very another ready. way to read them
4: yeah
3: yeah right. you got it who wants to talk some blackest night who has read blackest night number
4: four
0: i looked at it today
4: well i haven't read it because i get my comics on every other friday so
0: oh well
3: uh, spoil it. Chris.
4: <laughs> it i'm not
3: gonna spoil it i'm just gonna say it is awesome and i know who is really going to love this and that is uh one mr thomas caters because oh. the flash is without a doubt the star of this issue huh. it is yeah there there's a couple flash moments in here that tom is going to be like oh fuck yeah
1: because flash rebirth never comes out enough for that to happen anyway. hey 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 pipe uh, down my
4: boy it'll Dio it'll, said, it'll, uh, it'll, finish. it'll finish next year yeah whoa so, yeah they, have,
3: they got other stuff going on
4: I, I know, but I I, I know David was, was making a joke there but I have to say look, mm-hmm. you know late stuff is late stuff but it is pretty ridiculous that it's a five issue like, six I issues. don't understand again it's one thing if like an artist gets sick or he hurts his hand yeah. or but like it seems like how often do we all sit here and say oh, that guy can't do a monthly book and then oh, yeah. oh that, no, that he's got that- He's got book, you know, pages done months in advance. Oh, he's been working on it for six months. That's why we haven't right. heard from him. Oh, yeah. he's going to be, you know, and, and how often this is Marvel and DC. This isn't a, I was going to say it reminds me of old
3: man Logan hardcover came out. Yesterday.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. God. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, McNiven's up. another one, right? McNiven and, and J.G. Jones and, and Van Skyver and, and Perez even. I mean, it's like, and, and we all joke about it. And then people say, Oh, no, they're not going to be late this time. We have plenty of time <laughs> to work on it. And then. Lo and behold, next thing you know, it's one late, to use events word, but which is yeah. crazy.
1: I don't. Uh, what I don't what hurts at least, and and granted, I'm not. I, I didn't finish, Old Man Logan. I, but I mean, it, granted, it was part of the ongoing Wolverine series. It could have been its own book. I wish it was. But at least with it, Flash Rebirth, isn't even just a little like flash story that we could have told that happened between stories or from back in the day. It's it's a, it's something that is seems to be just like Legion of Three Worlds was pretty important to something yeah. going on in the DC universe and this is and and that's what's things I think at least for me. Well, yeah, for
3: okay, yes and no. Yes and no. And, and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here. You're wrong. I think I think thanks Vance. <laughs> <laughs> I think the I think the the important part for what is going on in the DCU has been told in Flash reboot in Flash rebirth and that is Barry is back, so Barry's back, and we know that. And now the rest of that story is kind of the murder mystery uh, of the, that that started the first issue. And I will so I'm not making anything And then the
1: the the first four issues or five issues of the Flash ongoing be the murder mystery i yeah. mean they did it they, they, it they did debate and switch with the uh with the wedding special
3: well it's okay like the first first first,
1: yeah, 34 pages were awesome it was a great story with with ollie and, and dinah getting married and then those last three pages really screwed it to you and 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 oh by the way this this new ongoing is coming out you can find out what happens there
2: sure
3: sure uh, you know um i think that you probably just nailed it is that the flash rebirth will come out as a trade hell it may come out as a as a an absolute that's what they're doing with green lanterns um uh, Rebirth, which I think is absolute worthy. It's one of my favorite stories ever, so I've got no problem with it being an absolute.
6: But this
0: kind of uh, stuff is, is relative, depending on, on yeah. which part of the publishing arena you're, you're looking at. It, it, it does matter for Marvel and DC, but for the indies, like Razzle, I'll wait for that book to yeah, come out. I'll wait yeah. months in between issues, and it's, it's always good, it's always worth it, but, Marvel and DC those books are really time sensitive and especially in the case of Flash Rebirth when you tie something into the continuity of the whole universe well, of the, the, yeah, the DC you know that, that's kind of
3: I don't I don't know how much more of Flash Rebirth is actually tied into DC continuity. Like so I think well, we don't know, right? Yeah, the important part has been told and that is Barry's back and they'll tell the rest of that story. So, yeah, maybe David is on to something. Maybe it would have been better to have, you know, a a, a special double-sized flash, you know, rebirth issue come out and then and then that's the first story arc in the in the Flash ongoing. I, I don't know, but that's not how they did it, but you know I, Barry's back, that's fine. And they've got, you know, they got enough irons in the fire with Blackest Night. And that mm-hmm. thing is, you know, mushroomed into, you know, multiple crossovers that I don't even think I'm going to get all of them. But, uh, um, even though I haven't been disappointed with anything as of yet.
0: It's, I think it's a lose-lose situation for the publishers because mm-hmm. when you have an artist like Ethan Van Skyver, who's disgustingly talented and works in very fine detail, What are you going to have him do? Are you going to have him rush it just to get the book out and then you'll have customers complaining because it's rushed and it's not the same as his usual style? Or do you have him take his time and then they're going to bitch because it's not coming out? I mean, what do you do? Do you not hire the guy? He's too good not to hire. Yeah, well, you got to use I him. I just
4: disagree with that. I, again, because I think that as much as we like to geek out about certain artists and people geeked out about J.G. Jones doing Final Crisis because we hadn't seen J.G. Jones' interiors in ages, uh, I, I think, again, if a guy gets a reputation for being late, which because often is because these guys are hyper-detailed, Why put out a schedule then? Why not have them work on projects like an OGN or one-shots or specials where they could take their time and they're not necessarily in quote-unquote super continuity and they're not – Supposed to be a springboard for the next major arc of the entire universe. That that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, again, if we if we laymen can sit around and say, oh, that's never coming out on time, and then you know be told repeatedly, no, that's ridiculous. We we planned for that. We you know, and then it doesn't come out on time. Well, then that that's why because it's like, well, I mean, I, I look, I I've, I think Vance Garver is obviously a talented dude, but. I, Flash Rebirth sells itself. That I means people love Flash. They want to, if they wanted to see Barry back, it wouldn't have mattered if they had any well, number yeah, of. I, I think I'm not I saying think. they put no name artist on it with the same. But they, no. there there are tons of comp. I mean, we do, we talk about this all the time. There are more talented cartoonists out there ready to draw. Uh, a DC book uh, at any given time, including a lot of really well-known guys that don't have regular gigs that would line up to do that book. So it's not like they're ever hurting for a really high-quality artist ready to do a book. So
0: I, Yeah, uh, but the, the I, name I, I is part you, of this... Well, yeah.
4: Um, well,
3: know, but it's another thing is, Jones, you know, I mean, go, go he, listen, go listen to the last time that that Johns was on Word Balloon, and and you'll hear that. I mean, uh, Van Sciver is more than just the artist on on that series. It, he, I think he and he and Jeff Johns really worked together. To flesh out a lot of stuff in there, I think that I think that Van Sciver's involved even beyond the, the what we think of as you know just a wrist. I mean, he's he's kind of not a co-creator, but I think that they they work with each other a lot on the plotting of that. So,
2: yeah. Wait, and,
0: and then just to tinkle on the other side of the fence, in Jason's case, he is right. Editorial should know damn well mm-hmm. that this guy is, is, is not the speediest, uh, of, of artists. And if you want to book out fast and you want it to look beautiful, you get Romita Jr. or you get Begley. Mm-hmm. You know? Well,
4: or, and not just those guys. I mean, look at well, no. There's a there's Nobody, a bunch what's Norton of Norton doing 35, 32 to 35 p- interior pages a month right now, like clockwork. Yeah, he was doing 40. 20, and doing 24 hour comic books and <laughs> working on his own book. I mean, again, I know I know he's super fast and he's freely admits that. But I'm saying there are plenty of guys. I mean, there are guys that can make a schedule. Sure. And 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 and, and, and I understand that there are times when in people's lives, like obviously the, the the poster boy for all this, I think in recent years was the whole um, the whole you know the, the when the the Kubrick Thing happened, and then the you know that was a whole big mix-up where it turned out he had a very legitimate reason for being late, and they were just trying to keep it private because it was a family matter. And then everyone feels like assholes for complaining about a late book, understandably so. But um, again, I mean, I think there are times when you can excuse it. Um, other times when it just sort of leaves me scratching. And I'll tell you what, I was cleaning up some of my um, my back issues and stuff, and just giving them in order over the last year or so. And I there are there are seven or eight series couple from yeah our, just
3: never the, finished.
4: But I just, I, I have all the issues, I never finish reading them, and I, I have no compunction to go back and read them. Maybe I will someday, maybe I'll get the urge, um, but uh, but Three-hour but they're, they're just going to stack up, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's because, they, and Legion of Three Worlds is, is one of them. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't finished that either. Yep, John's written, Paris drawn, I should be clamoring for those issues. But to be honest, by the time they they got into my DCPS box, I, I knew the big reveals. and I treat
1: Legion of Three Worlds the same way I treat the movie. AI, artificial intelligence. It's the 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 story ended earlier than the actual last page.
0: Nice. Good that, I like good that. analogy. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say is I'm not one to squander my money where it comes to comics. If if I buy five issues of a six issue limited series, even if it sucks balls, I will buy that sixth issue because hey, you gotta have the whole series. Yeah. One of the most recent examples of me going against form: Ambush Bug. Oh, I, I I bought the first five, six took forever to come out, and then they added a seventh issue, right? No, yeah, no,
1: no, no, they haven't ever put the, the seventh. Out. Is the sixth issue? Oh. Okay, sixth all right, number, okay. out right.
0: because it took so long to get from five to seven. I just said screw it I, i'm not buying that issue i don't care if i have four issues now that or five that that aren't going to go anywhere they're just going to sit in a box i don't want to play that game i even forgot yeah. what happened to the damn thing
3: well you know honestly you know we talk about we talk about schedules and and you know all this stuff and we were talking about you know future of different media it, it it's one more reason to to wait for trades i mean the, yeah, well, absolutely right the, the i was, was going to say is, that
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Because you know what, Legion of Three Worlds just came out in hardcover. Yep, you can get it for yep. like 20, 20 bucks or whatever it is, probably a lot less than that if you if you use online. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Not not a bad idea to the companies are, are pushing that way. It's you look how how fast Marvel puts out stuff in trade, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, why wouldn't I wait for it? I'm, I'm oh, sure. about that way. And
4: we all yeah. just had probably the most egregious example of this of all time, right, which is Planetary twenty seven. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean yeah. But but now that seems a little bit unique. Now I am looking forward to the two to the re-release of the first absolute and the and the second me one. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I haven't, that. Yeah, I haven't read Planetary, so I'm going to be one of those lucky folks that gets <sighs> to read I'm yeah, sitting I'll in, and, it. and I'll love yeah. it. But I guess my point is, is that what surprised me about this one is that for a book that's so hysterically late it didn't seem like, I think that that was a unique situation in that it was such a well-received and beloved series that people were legitimately seemed thrilled to have the issue finally out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, right. whereas like with something like the Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine or this Ambush buggy... Well, that's different. That's diff- you No, know that's what I'm saying. But these were, yeah. they were still all becomes a joke. But because Planetary was a phenomenal series, people mm-hmm. really were happ- genuinely I, happy to, to, I, to get this issue. I think that, I think that Warren
3: Ellis and, and Cassidy were Upfront from the very beginning and said, this is a labor of love project. Right, it's right. going to come out on a really bizarre schedule. It's basically when, when John is free to draw it and it's going to take a while, but enjoy it. And I think they were very upfront from the beginning that it was going to be that kind of, of series. And I, and honestly, when people look back, it's, it's It's going to be one of the cornerstone series of of this decade. I I, I think honestly, I think Planet Planetary is going to be up there with you know probably four or five other books as being like really important, groundbreaking books of this decade.
0: Right. Say what you will about Ellis, he is a very important writer because when he hits that Mm -hmm. sweet sweet spot, he's as good as the best. Oh yeah. And and I think next to Transmet. Uh, I I love Transmet. I I don't think Planetary is quite that good, but Planetary, it's it's a it's really a masterwork. It really it, It's is. A,
3: it's completely different from Transmet. Transmet is right. is is saying, you know, totally different stuff and I, I can, see I'm more of a I'm more of a Planetary fan than a Trans, Transmet fan and I can see exactly why you would be the other way. But, uh, yeah. they're both masterworks in the in right oh, yeah. way. I tell you what, I picked up, uh, another Warren Ellis, uh, trade yesterday, which I'm really looking forward to reading. And that's Freak Angels volume three. I nice. love that series. Love that series. And I don't read it online. I don't read the webcomic. Mm-hmm. I, but I eagerly look forward to the trades. It, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a great series. So yeah, I hope, I hope people are, are checking it out because it's, it's good Ellis. Yeah,
0: Did you, do you happen to read Frankenstein's Womb from Avatar?
3: Uh, huh? I talked about that I, on AC. I've, I've got, got it, yeah. and I have not read it yet, and Tom loved it.
0: It's so good because uh, I won't spill any beans, but it, it deals in the fiction that is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and it also deals in the reality that was Mary Shelley's yeah. Frankenstein. It's very good. And yeah. graphic. visually, it looks like it could have appeared... 1975, 76, in a Warren publication. The, the art's delicious. It's so good. Who, <laughs> who, who did the art? Let me just see. Just to make sure, because I don't want to leave anybody out. It's one of the it's,
4: myriad Italian guys, right? Marek Oleksiki. Oh, no, okay. Eastern yeah. European fella. It's,
0: uh. it's really good. And they, they take the uh, somewhat handsome approach to the monster, because the monster was not the Karloff version in the book. Yeah. You know? yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Love it.
2: Hey guys,
7: it's David D. Calling. I uh, enjoyed your last episode as always, and I wanted to, if I may, add on to Chris and Wood's pitch for The Tencent Plague by David Hager, because, you know, at the end of their very good uh, uh, plug for the book, I, di- I didn't really hear Vince and David agree that they were going to read it. Vince, you got it on the shelf, and you just got to, you know, you've just got to reach past. You know, the Scrooge and the funny animals and the other stuff, uh, which is good, you know, straight to, and uh, I, I really think that if you gave this book the time, uh, and you know, it did pro- probably take time, but I think if you guys gave this book the time, you would really dig it as, um, fans of the medium and the history of the medium and particularly the, the sort of culture wars perspective that Hadrian takes on it. And, uh, so I wanted to just quickly add a few more details about that book that, uh, I really loved, uh, for your benefit to try to convince you. And uh, because I get the feeling that uh, your listeners, if they haven't checked it out, may enjoy it as well. And I, I do believe it might also be an audiobook already. So for those people that do audiobooks on the go, you know, along with their podcast, that's another way to uh, to consume it. But some things that I loved about this book: uh, Hey isn't really a comics guy. You know, he, he's a he's a culture writer and and biographer, and uh, his beat had usually been music. So in the same way that his book. Um, you know about changes in music. Talks about things from a cultural perspective. I really like that he had sort of an outsider perspective on comics. He did a tremendous amount of research and interviews, so it's not like he didn't do the work. But I like that. I felt like he came into the subject with you know with not necessarily open mind, I guess, but just um, just an outsider perspective that I think the book benefits from um, instead of already being in one person's corner or another. Are already being so immersed as we are, so close to the subject, that um, it's hard for him to have a perspective on it. So that's one thing. And I love the way that he frames things in terms, and I think this is sort of a music writer's point of view as well, that he points out that so many of the strong voices in comics and where comics were in the cultural landscape uh, meant themselves to outsider voices. You know, it's the kind of thing that I suppose we associate with comics with an X. But even from the very beginnings, it was a lot of people who... Couldn't kind of break into the waspy old boys network that perhaps controlled syndicated cartooning and, uh, you know, magazine illustration and some of the, at the time, more distinguished, perhaps better paying, uh, areas of illustration and publication. So a lot of the people who were perhaps first generation immigrants, uh, Jews in America, people that might have a different or outsider or more urban voice of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s ended up being the people that Started comics, and uh, and I just I'd never really heard it phrased that way. I mean, certainly you heard you yes. know anecdotes about who were the creators of certain characters and things like that. But from you know it never really struck me that as a group, the same people that changed storytelling, let's even say, as well as as publishing in comics, were that kind of group of outsiders that were self empowering. Uh, in the same way that uh, a lot of the people that, you know, brought in folk and rock and roll were doing the same thing. Um, so anyway, so that's another thing that, um, from the culture perspective, I agree with what Chris and Wood said about all the vivid detail beyond just the Wortham Trial. I mean, I know we all feel like we've read the Wortham Trial before, but it's actually the stuff that preceded it, the book burnings and the articles in magazines targeted at moms and all the ways in which um, the comics got scapegoated for being this effect on uh, juvenile delinquency, and I, I think it's that thing that always happens. You know, people talk about violence in video games because they would rather not talk about how the education system is broken or that refined sugars in foods are driving kids nuts. You know, it's like instead of talking about the big messy problems that have big corporate interests attached, go after the guy that has no cultural capital. So back then it was, go after comics. Who are these publishers? You know, these things are a dime apiece. We'll go after them. So there's just... Again, you know, I, I, without, you know, I don't want to make it sound like the book's too political because I'm sure I'm reading a lot of my own, my own bias into it, but I, I just like the way in which he puts everything in that context, in the context of the culture wars, and I think that people can really uh, recognize a lot of how those same battles are being fought today, and, and it tends to be the, um, the media that doesn't have the big corporate power behind it that uh, ends up getting to be targeted. Uh, a couple of last things to try to get you to love and read the book. Um, the book culminates in... Uh, sorry, the cats are fighting. Templar has his cute daughter to talk on the phone. I have um, hissing fighting cats. Uh, 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 the, the kind of final anecdote of the book is the creation of that magazine. And it was one of those moments where after getting through all of the darkness and the negative effects and the damage that we've done to comics in the 50s as a medium, one of the kind of actual good things that comes out of it is the creation of Mad Magazine, and there's a lot of love and detail put into that creation, and I know Vince, uh, we all, I mean, have a, a background with and kind a of love for Mad Magazine. Uh, what else can I tell you? Check it out. Uh, the Beagle Brothers are in it. You know, the um, the dogs with the domino masks, they, they make an appearance, and the entire book is inked by Mark Farmer. Okay, a few of those things I said weren't true. And uh, they were they were shameless pandering to try to get Vincent David to read it. But the rest of it was true. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, check out the book if you sound interested in it. And thank you for making such a great show. I look forward to listening to it more. Take care.
4: Well, one thing I think is going to happen, getting back to the previews, the minimum order cutoff, uh, I think there's probably some loose correlation between this being the year of the graphic novel that we keep talking about, and we may be seeing a renaissance of the graphic novel um, almost by by necessity, which is that you know the days when when some of these smaller press publishers or indie guys um, can put out a uh, every couple months whenever they have the time. You know, issue by issue arc and then trade it later are getting harder and harder because they can't meet the minimums, and right. it's just a tough marketplace for that. So I think some of these guys with their labors of love are going to be more apt because they do want to be in diamond and previews ultimately that to to you know work towards these you know prestige sized books and then you know the OGN sized uh, you know projects, and which which I'm all for because again. You know, if, if that's what it's intended for in the first place, then you might as well just let me buy it when it's ready, cause I won't know any different, but, um, right. yeah, so I think over, I think that's probably a trend, but, uh, which I think is ultimately a good thing, but we'll see. I don't want any more Gutsvilles. <laughs> <laughs> it still makes me
3: angry. <laughs> Not because they didn't finish it, because I understand why. It just makes me angry because they're, was an awesome book there that just isn't going to be finished and it makes me sad that there's like this little hole of uh, what should be filled with this great, you know, creative and and, and awesome story. It's just never going to be finished. It makes, me, it makes me sad,
0: Vince. Yeah. Well, you know me. If monthlies went away entirely, I would not shed a tear. Yeah. Hmm.
3: You and a lot of other people.
0: Uh, just- but then we wouldn't have beautiful occurrences like Dark Reign the Punisher which was a symphony of slaughter you, you have to see this it, a massacre it, it was a bloodbath it, it would make Herschel Gordon Lewis gag okay google it if you don't know who I'm talking about unbelievable <laughs> it, it was so violent and, and so wonderful the splatter was everywhere it's, it's a game changer for the Punisher you, you need to read it you gotta get out there and get it okay uh, we'll read it on Friday oh my god i I was reading it at work today, <laughs> yeah, reading it at work and <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh it it was like, oh my God, they went there. I cannot believe this. It's so good.
4: no, are you caught up on the regular series since because I know David and I have talked about it a few times recently. I don't remember you being no i'm totally I'm jumping up.
0: on with Tony Moore, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll get the first what is it ten in uh in trade someday mm-hmm. but yep. I, i'm not- okay. I'm not clamoring for it. um when Tony arrives, so will I. Okay. And it starts nice. on Monster Island. How cool is that? Oh, cool, cool. It's, it's There's like all these Japanese pop culture references in it. Remender's amazing. Cause he yeah, he's, amazing. he's found... He's my found joy will know uh, I, we can't share the love. Nice. What the... He's who's yawning? Who's
3: yawning? It wasn't me. It wasn't he's my wrong. dog. <laughs> and
0: it wasn't Santa Claus. <laughs> stretching. Yeah,
2: well, oh, I was stretching. He was stretching your lungs. Oh my God. I was stretching. <laughs>
0: That's,
3: no, I was just resting my eyes.
0: (laughs) Hopefully the the listeners will not share your enthusiasm for this. Seriously. Uh, yeah. It's all David's uh, fault.
3: One of the things I'm going to Yeah, I'll start
1: you on fucking Punisher. Not not Flash Rebirth, but Punisher.
4: Oh, oh shit. Well, I want to talk about something uh non-comics real quick. Comic related though. Okay. I want to give oh, some love wow. to the uh, to the cartoons that are out there right now. Ooh. Um couple couple things. First, Batman Brave and the Bold, the Music Meister, freaking bafflingly good. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Oh. Um, you didn't like it?
0: No. Really? For for all the same reasons that I didn't like that stupid Buffy episode with the frickin' musical in it either. So did you not like
4: Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog either?
0: Uh, not particularly, no. So I'm like not musicals. a big not a big fan of the musicals. Rocky horror right. aside, musicals do nothing for me.
4: Well, okay. So if you're not a fan of musicals, I understand that. But yeah. but for the same reasons you didn't like it, I loved it. I think it was evocative of that. And the fact that they had uh that, that they had Doogie uh as the That's as the <laughs> singer was was all the better. But um It was I just had a I had a blast with it. I, I mean that cartoon to me is the best cartoon in a long time. It's one of those things where my my, my sons who are four and six love it to death and then I could sit there and watch it and crack up for entirely different reasons. Um it's a true all ages cartoon which which That's I love. Stuff. Um but but actually the that just was I just wanted to give a quick shout out to that. I actually wanted to mention that um I watched two cartoon movies uh this week. Um I watched uh, Hellboy uh, Sword of Storms. Oh yeah. And uh and Wonder Woman, uh the D C original uh, yeah. uh movie. Mm-hmm. Um Hellboy Sword of Storms, good, good. I, I didn't I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, I liked Hellboy 2, the Golden Army, the movie, um, the live-action movie, much more than I did this cartoon. I, overall, I, I think the cartoon had some pretty cool moments and played off on a lot of, um, of of Japanese folklore and folk monsters, which was a pretty neat concept. So I liked all that. thought the execution of those parts was good, but I thought it was a little slow. And it was actually only a 77-minute movie, but I found myself kind of at points wondering when we were going to get on with it. <laughs> um, um, so I'd give that sort of like a... I don't know, like a B, a solid B. I mean, I enjoyed
0: it and I'm glad to have watched yeah. it, but it wasn't What bad.
3: was What was the other Hellboy animated? It was Sword of Stones and.
0: Storms, yeah. Storms, uh, or, uh,
3: or, so, I'm sorry, Sword of Stone. Uh, Iron? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. One, one yeah. of them I, I liked substantially more than the other one, and I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. yeah,
4: yeah. Okay. Um, But the Wonder Woman, I gotta tell you, I effing loved that goddamn movie. Wow. I really really enjoyed that that DVD, and
3: and why for what character? Ares. Uh, um, more than any other. Um,
0: was, was it Aries? Is the bad in that? The big bad? Yeah, he's he is yeah.
3: the bad,
4: yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, I um and I don't think like, there was one like it's
3: Steve, Steve Trevor as voiced by oh. Nate Nathan Fillion oh, is yeah wild. see I
4: I know for yeah the Nathan Fillion love knows no bounds I mean I I don't have anything against the guy I don't have a hard-on form like some people do but, oh, um, but awesome. he was really good he is awesome uh, I guess in this he was, re- he was really good Chris is right Um, but it was just I thought it was terrific you know we were talking a few weeks ago about how Wonder Woman doesn't have that that seminal tail that that, uh, <laughs> that 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 arc you know Um, and I just thought this was terrific I thought that Joe, uh, v- Vince in his head is going you just said, I know. Seminal, tale. Just said yeah. seminal
0: combined with Wonder Woman <laughs> I, I (laughs) I
4: thought the animation was fantastic. I thought they really tied in her origin. It made sense. The transition to the modern times totally made sense. They even made sense out of the Invisible Jet. Which ain't easy to do. I mean, that's not yeah. something that they could... And uh, I thought it was great. I thought... Um, I had no idea it was Carrie Russell was the voice until after the fact, but I yeah. thought that Wonder Woman was believable. She was funny. She kicked ass. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, that was... I watched it and was... of all, I've, I've seen all of the DC animated, and I think that's one of the best ones that they've put out so far. Um, fair. So... Fair. Uh, I've enjoyed it, frankly, more than I've enjoyed any Wonder Woman comic I've ever read. So make of that what you will. So I, I get a, two thumbs up the, if you haven't seen it. Check it out.
1: I took Vince's advice and I read uh, Darkness Pit number
4: one. Oh, I saw you were reading that because I get these little alerts now on
1: Twitter. Yeah, when, when, uh I, I read it thanks to uh, thanks to comics by Comixology, the, the, the app for the iPhone, whenever uh, the setting's in there. I'll probably change, but anytime I any anytime a purchase is made, whether you pay for the comic or you download it for free, mm-hmm. you send a tweet. Anytime you open the comic to read, it sends a tweet. Anytime you rate a comic, it sends a tweet. So Yeah, I'm gonna I'm have
3: gonna... to unfollow you.
1: <laughs> Please do. Uh so uh so I, I I read this and I this is the first time I read a story involving the darkness. Oh really? This is the first time. Well, it says it on the cover. The first Pit comic in in, in decades. So it's it's been a while since I, I read about Pitt and and Timmy. I liked it. I dug it a lot. I want to. Uh, I'll probably follow follow the miniseries now. The art was. It, there was a nice switch to it this time around because there were many many pages where uh, Dale Keown did the penciling and the inking. It looked an awful lot like Gary Frank. And many, many moons ago it was Frank that followed Dale Keown oh, on the Hulk.
2: Right.
1: So uh it didn't really have that Keon feel that that he had when he was working with Peter David on the Hulk or even when he first gave us those two, three issues of Pitt way back in the day. It was clean. It was uh it was the the line work was was stunning. I loved it. It 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 felt like Keown, but it really didn't look like him, what you 're used to, and the colors which really surprised me. I had to double check this Frank Di armada did the coloring on the book, and the reason this surprises me is because the colors look great in here, whereas I'm used to seeing like his his stuff on uh on epting and Captain America, where it's like three thirty in the afternoon and it's <laughs> like pitch black and and everything is just dark and and uh this really, really, even, even the scenes that take place at the dock or in, down in a dark alley, things still look
3: great. It's, um,
1: and it's written by, uh, by Paul Jenkins. So I basically,
2: oh,
3: yeah, I, um, and, and he, he definitely knows the darkness character. So, yeah. Cause he did darkness for a long time.
1: I echo Vince. I second it and, and,
3: uh, I'll tell you, tell you what, man, pick up, if you like to pick the, uh, the first darkness trade from the, the relaunch. Uh super cheap. I think it was like one of the one of those top Cow, kind of like or
1: ten dollar ones like Witch Blade?
3: No, 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 no. I think it was like four ninety nine or something. Oh wow. It was like super cheap. I've I've got it on my shelves here somewhere, but um uh Hester is writing it and he is writing a badass darkness. It is it's it's a really under uh under red book what you what, you don't, what want, do you, you don't, you don't no, like Esther's darkness
0: what do you do when when any anyone other than yourself talks do you go somewhere else yes he does we've been talking darkness for like months I
3: know I just didn't know if David had been reading oh darkness. he
0: doesn't read anything but Mars. he said he, he said his <laughs> <birthday>.
3: <laughs> he said hey you the know, I I do a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> remember what <laughs> everyone <laughs> says. You just know, put Chris on chill.
6: Kids, Chris know, is getting know, all uppity. Look at that. That's great. Well, but I agree
3: with you, Vince. Room. I know. Davey, remember that time that Vince was talking about darkness and how good it was? You should listen to Vince. What is wrong with you? Why aren't you listening to Vince? Chris, there's am on uh, that cross for you too. Come on. Let's <laughs> <I>, uh, <laughs> <I> climb up and <laughs> let me grab a ladder.
0: Yeah. No, David, how about Timmy? It's, I don't remember the kid being this bloodthirsty. No. Popping no. people's heads, exploding. Yeah, it, I mean, they're zombies, yeah, but they're still... He's like, look out. I, yeah, yeah, he's going around with his little mind mojo thing, blowing people's heads off, and... uh now, he, when
1: did, when, when did, uh, do you know? I mean, this is, when, when did that power manifest? I think he always had that, didn't he? He, well, I mean, they're half brothers. He and Pitt are half
0: brothers, right. so I'm sure it always was, but I don't. But Pitt's not completely human. He's got that, he's an right. he's, a, he's the half creed. He's a human alien hybrid. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I
1: don't, so I guess the human side is, is where the half brother to Timmy comes in, but I, I mean, from what I remember eons ago reading, pit. I don't, I don't remember Timmy having power. So I mean, um, obviously if, if this isn't the first time this happened then, then, then it pops up after I yeah. stopped following the it. The
0: thing I like the best about the book, well, one of the things, was that the instigators for this whole mess with this alien virus that's turning ordinary human beings into these bloodthirsty I don't, they're not really zombies. They're, no. more, they're more like super fast, intelligent nasty people. Okay they they look like zombies though. Uh, the Greys are the dudes that did it. Yeah. The, the traditional Area 51 Roswell, New Mexico <laughs> Greys. They're the guys who wow. did it. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. And the, the, the guy they infected, uh, Hugo Powers. He's was, a, yeah. he's a willing host for this virus. The guy's got something working on him where he willingly accepted this alien virus and now he's just spreading it all over the place. And it's up to, well, and that's how Pitt and Timmy get drawn into it because they're hunting for the, the source of this virus and they want to eliminate it and they run into Jackie Estacado eating some veal scallopini that's it, baby, sure <laughs> no he is he's eating veal scallopini uh, in the beginning yeah. and um it's- it's a month he comes he, to he's in an Italian restaurant eating, and all of a sudden the shit hits the fan, and people start ripping people apart, and the the shits flying, and his darkness powers barely save him. And then he runs into pit, and that's where the series begins. It's it's really good. It really and, is. And like David said, Dale Keown. Oh man, what a, it, it's been too long. I I can look at his artwork forever, and I'm glad that he's back. He's got that Wrightson esque ability to. Detail the muscle, the musculature in a in a in a, a figure, but the light and the shadow that he pushes is really beautiful. Love it. Darkness Pit, right, David? That's right. Go out and get that. The same time you pick up Punisher, uh the list. <laughs> <It's pretty good laughs> I'm going to keep slamming that because it was so good. All right, I am getting caught up on Daredevil. Okay. Yes. Do you guys read Five Hundred One?
3: Have you Have you gotten to the Frank Miller stuff yet? Oh,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Is he still
3: wearing the yellow costume?
0: You've read read 501, right? Yes. Wow. Maybe it was just me, but I thought that issue was brilliant. Just the way he juxtaposed Murdoch and the Kingpin? You you have Will?
3: Wait, this is the Wasp Brubaker? No, 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 no. no, no. This this is is the second Biggle.
0: Well, the second oh, it's list. the first little diggle,
3: right, but yeah. No. Or did, wait, did I have to read the list?
0: Uh, kind of. Yeah.
3: No, you didn't, I didn't have to I read the read list. list. It did a really nice job of of explaining what happened in the list.
0: Oh, so, so. you didn't you did not read the list.
4: I know. No. Not the Daredevil I,
0: list. I thought the list was pretty good. The the way Wilson decides, "Well, maybe I won't kill Turk." And then you have Daredevil who just like participates in in the the beatdown of, of master Ezo. that was nuts well it wasn't
3: beatdown i mean it, well
0: you the, know yeah i don't want to spoil
3: slow. it it's been out for a
0: month well supposedly he's dead yeah i don't really think he is those guys I know, I'm,
3: I'm telling you, i i think he is i think i think matt went down that road i, I, I think i think diggle's taking him to a to a dark place right now
0: but this whole thing is is about Murdoch again selling his soul to the dark side. But maybe he's got a plot cooked up with Ezo because those guys can reduce their they can stop their heart if they wanted to.
3: Yeah, mate, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, because it, the, Ezo's it, been it, around it, it,
4: for a long time.
3: I know.
0: And if you look at the panel, when one of the hand guys goes up to check if he's dead, he's touching his carotid. So, telltale signs that you're dead is your heart's not beating. So maybe he reduces heart rate to the point where it stopped, and then when they remove the body, then he'll kick or Matt'll do something to kick him back into I don't know. But if he did, I
3: see him do that. But you know, I almost I don't know. I've seen that done so much. I'd almost rather I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because he's. It's a very unheroic thing to do. So, yeah, I don't know what
0: they So explain to me. There's a couple huh. things I'm foggy on. ha, <laughs> pun intended. Uh, uh, The whole thing with Mila? Yes. W- was he tagging Dakota North at the same time he was married? No. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's, it, not, not while, it's not like he would not- <laughs> it, go home. It, This is no. getting ready to be like
3: a Whoopi Goldberg, uh, quote. What's well, not rape rape?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I say it's not like he was not going home to Milla. Milla was,
3: yeah. was Milla is away. It's, yeah, right. it, it,
1: they, they're married, yes. I mean, I guess on paper. <laughs> yeah, no, they're still married, but he,
3: um,
1: <laughs> they were, well, but
4: it's, it's, uh, yeah, well, hold on it is, it is. is, it it is, is he's paper, he's right. an adult. <laughs> I was going to say yeah I mean let's not sugarcoat it you're making it sound to those that aren't reading it that it's like they were sort yeah, of married okay. still no, but they were no. separated and so it was okay to see other people she's no. mentally because fight. of because of the things that he did in prior arc she's in a mental facility and, oh and, really or medical slash you know what? medical facility rather yeah there was, uh, was, uh, uh, was a little bit
3: of Mr. Fear thrown Mr. in Mr. there Mr. Fear
4: yeah yeah and, and, and so I mean if anything like that's the worst that's like a dude you know whose wife gets in a car accident and is now in a wheelchair and then he can start sleeping with us I mean that's basically yeah. What what Murdoch is doing? He's getting getting trim on the side while his wife's suffering probably the worst part, the worst moments of her. Of because her of him, the, yeah. which but, made but, it pretty but, despicable. But yeah, yeah. he's a very it, very dirt bag.
1: Now, did he just give her parents like custody of her, or did he?
4: Yeah, say
1: that that, that they're getting a divorce.
3: <laughs> they are trying to write Mila out of Daredevil. Yeah, <laughs> as fast as they can right now, and have and uh, it's, it's, it's they just not really need to the... have Mephisto show up. Yeah. So she's, she, she 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 turned into cousin Oliver really quick, she, quickly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so wait, is, so she's basically a vegetable. Like she's totally out of it. Is uh, that nighttime. what I'm getting from yeah, she, this? She's catatonic. Wow, catatonic that's crazy. Yeah. So then he he shacks up with Dakota North, which is a nice touch. shacking
1: up, He's, but yeah, they yeah, they were working together on a case. Yeah, and then, and, the moment, you know, and and yeah, the mood struck him the moment, you know, they, they were working out and stuff, so, you know, it's,
4: he, he got but, in where they fit in, where he fit, where he fit in, and then, he's a regular uh, upstanding
1: guy, he's, he's, he's good people, that, that man, Murdoch. Ah, uh,
4: yeah, but he's, man, he's, he's, know, he's not any different than like Scott Summers or any that's other, way hear, that's very
0: true. <laughs> you know? Although these days, I'm thinking Scott's not getting too much, cause she's all diamond and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's, she's hard, she's cold.
2: You know? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Believe me, Summers will, He'll get in where he fits.
0: Fits. In. In, yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought, I thought it was really well done. I, I liked it a lot. I think Diggle, obviously, I haven't read the entirety of the Brubaker run. I started off, didn't finish it to its conclusion, but the Diggle stuff, it seems really good so far. It's, it's really dark though. Ew, it's, it's, you need a shower after you read it because the, the things that Matt does is not very, not very heroic.
3: How do you guys feel about that with Daredevil? Cause I, I've been, I've been reading it, Consistently since uh, the Kevin Smith, since the the uh, Marvel Knights relaunch, yeah. and have loved it through the through the entire Bendis run. I thought Brubaker's was probably a a good strong B. There were arcs there that I loved, and arcs that were okay. Where do you want to see Daredevil go? Do you want to see it continue to be, you know, kind of a monthly? Um,
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: uh, 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 hi, um, do you, do you want it do you want it to continue to be kind of like this monthly downer? It's like I never I never put Daredevil down and go, Oh man, I feel great. I'm gonna go run around the block. <laughs> I feel so good. It's usually right. like it just continues to Show you how either despicable this character is or, or how terrible his life is. There's very few right. rays of sunshine yeah. in Daredevil and that's just what the book has become. You ever want to see it go back to the, uh, you know, the, maybe the, the law, the, uh, to, you know, Murdoch, you know, doing cases or is it, is it gone too far down uh, a road oh. for that ever to happen again?
4: I guess we always all talk about this, the Daredevil, and, and it's hard to say the name without talking about Frank Miller. And so, if you if you take that, I think that's where all this comes from, right? I mean, Miller and Daredevil are synonymous, and and that's where you. I mean, in that Daredevil was a, a dark guy. I mean, yes, he he wasn't doing some of the stuff he's now doing, but, but that was the roots of it. I mean, he was a dark dude that sure. had a lot of sorrow and tragedy in his life and really wasn't a happy dude. And I think, so really, I mean, you could argue that, and if that's the defining moment for the character, I mean, he's pretty much been this guy for, what, 20, 25 years now? I mean, that's yeah. kind of been who he is. I mean, I will say this. I, I can't think of many Marvel single-character books that have been as impressive in terms of the quality of the writing for as long as Daredevil has been between Brubaker's run and then before that Bendis and I mean I, I, it's it's I mean they're talking about ten plus years now I guess since what the Marvel Knights relaunch right which is what, yeah I mean that
3: and I tell you what the the Kevin Smith
4: story yeah yeah the kevin smith stuff too yeah really good
0: but look at look at all the shit that matt has thrown at had had thrown at him over the years it 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 brought up someone himself too right but it would break anybody just i mean uh, you know he had his heart ripped out by typhoid mary he saw his i guess you can call karen page the love of his life yes sure yeah mm, sure. he she died in his arms -hmm. You know, she, she sold her body. She's, she was addicted to drugs. I mean, now the thing with Mia and then now with Dakota. I mean, the guy's been around the block. It's dark for Daredevil and I, it's not Spider-Man. You didn't
3: didn't even mention, uh, uh, Natasha or Electra. I mean, you know,
0: that's that's a given. I mean, the that that's his Gwen Stacy. But, you know, I I don't know. I I just think that one of these alone would kind of unbalance a guy when you stack all this stuff up over the years. He's he's damaged goods. I don't want to see Daredevil all, all happy and chipper. Okay. Okay. I I, I mean that just me, but I mean the courtroom stuff—it it it only goes so far, you know. It's kind of like you said, Namor coming on the surface world, hooking up with (laughs) Daredevil. It was so funny. It's it's it's, it has its place, but we've been there, and I I, you can make the argument that yeah, we've been there with the dark stuff too, but the dude lives in Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um and, you know, and if you think about it, th- I was thinking some of the other books that that are my favorites on the shelves these days. I mean, *Scalped*. Now, there's a book that makes you just feel dirty, right? I mean, yeah. I never read <laughs> *Scalped*, and just it never. There's never been a moment in *Scalped* where I felt good about what's going on to the characters or mm-hmm. in general. And then uh, I know I what's coming. *DMZ*. *DMZ* is not a happy, feel-good book by any stretch. No. no *Walking I know Dead*. Coming. There you, you go. Know, yeah. *Dead* is absolute d- depression. You know, how far can they go? How much worse can this thing get? You know, even this. The, so, I, I don't know. I think, I think Daredevil, it's just, is it going to be written well? And I think a lot of people, yourself included, Chris, by the way, so I'm proud of you for continuing to read it. We're yeah. quick to say, oh, I'm done with Daredevil. I've read my Daredevil story. But, you know, Andy Diggle's a damn good writer. And I'm Hell glad you've yeah. given him a shot, just like with, uh, Srozinski taking over Iron Fist when he did. I mean, you give these guys, I always say, but if, you know, if you have the budget, obviously, if you got to cut, you got to cut. But if you have the budget, I'm always saying, you know, give these guys an arc to, to win you over. You know, don't presume that they're not going to, hold up it's like the same thing with the jsa i get that that it's going to be a hard act to follow with with the john's 10-year run but you know give give, give and willingham uh an arc at least and 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 you know let yourself be the judge after that but that, that's yeah. only fair you know yeah
0: so you know while you guys are throwing around the the name diggle and and miller's daredevil you I, i'm assuming chris no you chris does probably too you reading thunderbolts yeah um i i, I stopped did you finally find out find out who scourge was Because, because it's a character from Miller's Daredevil.
3: Really? Who is it? Who, who also appeared
1: in, in the first Dark Wolverine Origins. Yeah,
0: see, I didn't know that. Because when, when they finally revealed it, I sent David a message and I said, holy crap! No, no. What? Who is it? It's Nuke.
3: You get red!
0: Yeah. Really, it's, it's awesome.
3: Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it does. <laughs> the man is a soldier, you know. Yeah, and now oh, no, his. No, his, no, I, his no, I, you didn't like it, David?
1: No, I, I, I got it. Uh, it's just because it of where it of where in that place it it takes me to, and and where it hits me. It, I, I have to go back, and I have. to. I mean, it's we're, we're we're getting it right now. We're getting some of the um twenty years later. We're getting some of the after effects in the remainder. Punisher arc, and uh, oh, there'll be a lot and, more of those. And, and the hood, the hood, um, the hood, even told all these D and E listers, you know, who the scourge was when he brought them back to life. He was lying to them, but and now this happens in this issue, and whether it's 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 a oh shit moment or it's a throwaway line, I, I kind of I, I'm gonna have to go back and 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 read those old runwald cap stories and things like that just to see. You know, I don't want to whip out the wall chart and everything and go, "Okay, well, if this happened, does this make sense?" And then, "Okay, he's in Hell's Kitchen," and and I don't want to get into it like that. But I just, I, I need to see if it does make sense.
0: But you to me. will, <laughs> you know. You no, will.
1: I won't. I'll, I'll look for other people to do that, and I'll just follow
4: along. But I got King uh, Depths back on this one. My initial reaction was not all that, uh, all that uh, ebullient about the <laughs> the reveal. Wow. Yeah.
3: Um, well, ever, I mean, have, is, well, I mean, Duke is—I don't know. Have you—have <laughs> you, have you, have you, have you read Born Again, Jace? Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. well, uh,
0: is there anyone here, who hasn't? I know. Well, I, you know,
3: he hadn't read Year One, so I just wanted to check.
4: Well, that's yeah, true. but again, that's because it was DC, and I, I have a much much shorter S- history with DC. Same, I, I, same yeah. creative team, by the way. <laughs>
2: so, really? <Just laughs> oh,
6: I didn't write
3: that down. I didn't.
4: Yeah.
6: Hello, Eleven O'clock Comics. Uh, this is Chris from Indiana, and I'm just calling to say that I think the reason that uh, everybody is talking about Marvel so much is because of the, them getting excellent artists and writers like uh, Rick Remender and Matt Fraction and um, Tony Moore, Jorona Pena, and Jonathan Hickman, and putting them on books where they just are blossoming as far as mainstream goes and as their runs get further and further in they just get better and better and uh, that's all I wanted to say thanks, bye
3: I've told you about Andy Parks' general um, art collection. He's collected art for, for years, and uh, mostly lo- uh, a lot of um, strips. He, he collects um, newspaper strip art, but he's got some amazing pages. And um, David Vince, and Jason, you probably remember this page from Born Again, the, uh, where Captain America comes in to talk to the general. This is the last issue, and it's oh, got yeah. the line, uh, I'm loyal to nothing general except the dream. Mm-hmm. Andy <laughs> has that page. Oh nice. yeah! Wow! Yeah it's, yeah, it's awesome. It's uh I'm like you have Masakelly page. That's so
0: cool. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's 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 gorgeous. His <laughs> stuff is awesome. I'm gonna try and finish up a uh, serious follow-up this weekend as well, Vince. Cool. I gotta, I'm gotta
4: I'm bring go. it to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to Florida next week. I'm gonna bring it
0: and then read it again.
4: No, I haven't read it. Yet. Ooh. And after that, read it again.
0: Right. That's right. As soon as you're done, close the cover, start mm-hmm. it again. I I read a couple trades over the weekend. Uh
4: huh. Yeah, one Any, was anything not Marvel or.
0: Um, <laughs> no.
2: Let's <laughs> just, uh, just
0: well, see, I'll set it up. We, we took the kids to a, um, hotel in the Poconos, like a water theme hotel. And, uh, there's a, an outlet mall on the way and there's a bookseller, C-E-L-L-A-R in this mall. And you can usually get Marvel trades mm-hmm. dirt cheap. So I picked up 24 Marvel trades for $2.25 a piece.
3: Wow. Thanks
0: for calling me. And some hardcovers. So among the things I got, World War Hulk, Warbound, like all the World War Hulk trades that, except for World War Hulk, X-Men, two and a quarter. I couldn't say no. But anyway, some of the ones that I, uh, I bought, I heard so much about uh, as recent as last episode when David was going on about Patrick Zercher in Terror Incorporated. So that was one of the books I got for for two and a quarter. It, It was, Unbelievably good, written by David Lapham from Stray Bullets. Mm-hmm. One of the better miniseries I've read in such a long time. It was disgustingly good. Do you know the deal with with uh, Terror, also known as Shrek? You, you, you guys, David was reading the Power, the uh, Shadowline stuff back in the day, but the the he's cursed. He's hundreds of years old, yeah. and, and um, he was a vandal. The one of the dudes that were sacking Rome way way back in the day and uh his enemies sent this creature called a mare it's uh this it looks kind of like a jabberwock it's just this mythological beast so he kills the beast but in doing so he gets cursed he cannot die but but the the trick of the curse is his body decomposes he can't die but his body You know he has no cellular longevity. Pieces rot and fall off, so he has to replenish them. So he'll pick up an arm from a dead person, and it, it, little tendrils of yuck come out of his arm, and it'll reattach the body. So um, he was the first in command under this Black Knight, and the Black Knight was slaughtered. So terror hooked up with the black knight's wife and they fell in love and there's a part in the book where their enemies have had enough and they bring them both down they go down fighting shrek doesn't die so he takes the 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 woman's body and buries it with this mystical mumbo jumbo hoping to go back at a later date and revive her and he just continues on wearing her arm she had like a a huge metal gauntlet on her arm, and so he, he's physically bonded with his dead love now. So it cuts to the present, he's a hitman. What better hitman than a dude that can't die? And so he's a contract killer basically, and he's approached by a member of Homeland Security under the, uh, auspices of that one of the leaders of this certain branch of homeland security has gone bad and he's allowing this terrorist organization to wreak havoc in the United States. So they hire Terror to to take him out. He was played. And that's where the story begins. But oh my God, it's it's incredible. He just slaughter, violence all over the place. He's blowing guys apart. And uh one of one of the um guys that work for the terrorist organization, he kind of corners them and, and kills them and rips the guy's head off and detaches his own head and puts the, the terrorist's head on his body to get the information about where these people, it's unbelievable. It, it's, it's a bunch of different things at once. It's a, it's a, Chris would like it because it's steeped in the espionage. It's a, it's a splatterfest. There is violence out the wahoo in this thing. Um, it's got TNA in it. His girl Friday is unbelievably good looking. Very proper British woman who kind of like lets him be himself at her expense. He's, he's, he's lowbrow. Shrek is, you know, he's, he's salt of the earth, uh, a working man, and she's very proper, where Chanel. And it, I'll tell you, it is an amazing series. If you see Terror Incorporated, just buy it, because at the very least, Patrick Zercher's art, oh. Well, it's,
3: it's written by Laugham, you say?
0: Yes, it is, and I'll get you the rest of the uh, cool. the uh, creative team. It's written, like we said, by David Laugham, art by Patrick Zercher. color art by June Chung. It's, it's a slaughter fest. Debauchery, nudity, black magic, Unrequited love, just gunplay. It's a lot of different things, but it, it all clicks. There, there's bodies ripped in half, arms blown off, heads blown off. It's nuts. It, it, there's a reason why it's a Marvel Max title. They, they push the Max yeah. right to the edge. I mean, and there's one thing to say about David Lapham. If there's one writer that can capture the dark, sticky underbelly of humanity, it's David Lapham. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, you, you picked up the noir. We talked yes, about this last I week. But I didn't, I didn't get it yet. Oh, the, his is the kickoff story in that. It's called Open the Goddamn Box. <laughs> and, yeah, it's a stray bullets story. And it is classic stray bullets. It is the dark, slimy, underbelly about what is worst in us and humanity. And, it's a train wreck. You just can't turn away from it. You, you have to finish reading it. And it is a messed up story, but it is, it is classic stray bullets. It is so good. He's, I, I, the more I find out about that guy and the more I read his work, the more I like him.
0: Mm. He's so
2: good.
3: Of, more, I'm maybe a little afraid of him, but yeah, the more I, I, like I his know.
2: Heart. Yeah, yeah. You know,
3: it's like what what kind of a mind comes up with this stuff? It's you have to. I mean, you have to have either gone to some pretty dark places in your life, or talked to people that have gone to some pretty dark places in their life to come up with this stuff. Because it's uh. it's it is it's messed up.
0: Well, listen to this. There's a there's a part in the in the, I think it's the first issue where the terrorist organization has uh Shrek on the ropes. They, they have him right where they want him. They blow the shit out of him to the point where his body's liquefied. Literally, His he, they, they throw him in a vat of acid to kill him. And uh when the guy's mopping up the mess, like pieces of viscera or whatever fall on the floor, they mop him up, throw the bucket of grue in the toilet. It goes into the sewer the mystical element of of his cellular stuff, attaches to a frog. The frog gets hit by an SUV, attaches itself to a cat that belongs to a wife-beating kind of hair-trigger temper guy, he, he attaches himself to that dude, makes his way back to his safe house, and he still has the personality of the, uh, the wife-beating guy, uh, and so he takes it out on his, uh, girl Friday. He's beating the crap out of her, and she just, there's a point where she just lets him do it because she knows it's not him. It's, it's the identity of the dude he's bonded with. It's, this series is nuts! Wow. It, it's beautiful. And, uh, the whole thing about the arm is, He, the, the arm is the only thing that grounds his curse. He needs the arm back. And when they blow the shit out of him, they take the arm. So he will eventually die. He will decompose to the point where there's no coming back. He needs the arm back. And, you know, when you find out the identity of the person who has the arm, it's, it's nuts. You gotta read this. Chris, you would love it. And I know Wood and David would too. Terror Incorporated. Awesome stuff.
3: Well, heck, if I, if I had, had a friend that had found it for, like, you know, two and a half bucks. Two and bucks. a quarter. <laughs> yeah, two and a quarter. Give uh, me a
0: call. Hey, buddy. You want okay. His, uh- <laughs> <And> brief- <laughs> Briefly, the the other one I read, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it because it doesn't deserve it, was X-Men Die by the Sword. Has anyone read Yikes. this? Yikes. Yeah, I, Jason's read it. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't like a, to read to you know dissuade. What Mama said. I know. I don't want to dissuade anyone from reading something, especially if it features Excalibur and Exiles. One would think, "Hey, there's a winning combination, Excalibur and Exiles." Not so much. It it's written by Chris Claremont and it's, it's said. yeah, Sorry, it's,
1: it's, I thought it'd be good then.
0: It's pretty much <laughs> a mess. Captain Britain gets taken out early in the series. Um, like the same guy That's
1: right. Next Men Forever is doing a bad story. <laughs> there's hey, a crisis.
3: Hey, I've heard <laughs> the X Men Forever. If you're an old school, you know Claremont, it's great. I love X Men Forever. Go and enjoy it, and and yeah, and and do that. But uh, yeah, yeah, Claremont and like current Marvel continuity. It just
0: eh. it's not. Mm, is it is it
3: in continuity?
0: uh yes. Okay. Yes, it was. but it's in continuity, but it's also out of continuity because it deals with the exiles, <laughs> Sheesh, which yourself, which, right? which create. Uh, yeah. yeah, which I mean, when you work with the exiles, you're creating your own continuity. But sure. the fact that they're teamed with Excalibur brings it back to the six one six. There's a crisis in the multiverse and James Jaspers. You remember him and um, Albion's in it. Uh, Captain Britain gets taken out pretty early, so they bring his body to the Crystal Palace. So the exiles can find someone in the multiverse or omniverse, they call it, that, that can, that can save him. I won't go into the story cause it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't demand it, but it, the thing that got me was I didn't like the story, but at the very last issue, there was a revelation that kind of made me feel bad for not liking it. There's uh, a, a couple, uh, a bearded man and a woman and they're uh, the spectral Forms. They're, they're just w- w- walking through the events of the story, commenting on the events, but they never interact with them.
4: Ralph and, and Sue Dibney?
0: No, well, it's kind of yeah, it's it, it's kind of like that, and uh like Kitty, Kitty's trying to find a, a a savior for Captain Britain, and she's trolling around the Omniverse, and the woman says maybe we should help her, and the man says no, 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 you have to let these characters be themselves and grow at their own pace, and they'll find a way out. They always do. Blah blah blah. So they these two characters keep popping up, and you're wondering who the hell are these? Th- I, I don't know who they are. The very last page, it's revealed. That the man and the woman were Dave Cockrum and Patty Cockrum. Claremont oh. put Dave Cockrum in the book. But th- there's no logical reason why Dave Cockrum's in the book. Other than, I mean, why is he, th- I mean, I know why because the man has passed on. So one of the most beloved creators to ever work on an X-Men comic is Injected into this ham-fisted story of, of 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 the omniverse, and it's just it. I, you know, I mean, if Claremont wanted to do a fitting tribute to uh Dave Cockrum, I would think there'd be a better way to do it. Yeah. And you know, it's just, and it's made me sad because it's Dave Cockrum. I want to like this series because if. Dave Cockrum especially in it. the long it, you know? history
1: Cockrum has with Exiles and Excalibur
0: right and, and I felt I really did I felt kind of bad for not liking it but it's really not a good story it's uh, I mean at one point Dazzler is bumping uglies with wisdom and she's running, she well, no, and, beca- and because the, the poop hits the fan at the most inopportune moment, she's running around in her underwear and a button down shirt. And then when she finally encounters Longshot, who doesn't remember who she is, she becomes suicidal. Because her husband doesn't recognize her. It's like, you were just making the Velcro with wisdom and now you're, you're upset because, no, because um, Longshot doesn't know who you are. It's just, it- Jason, do you agree with me? It's nasty.
4: Yeah, it's it's a hot mess. It's uh it's <laughs> look I, I mean again, I, I Claremont's one of those maddening creators because he's got to be in my my pantheon of all-time greats for his work on X-Men, you know, one of those formative books for a lot of people our age or or uh, certainly for me at least. And yet I I also I, I love that he's doing X-Men forever now because they Marvel, understandably, I guess, feels compelled to give him one ongoing book in the mutant verse mm-hmm. forever if he wants it, and I understand that. You know, it's sort of like uh, being chairman emeritus or something, or getting a honorary doctorate from you know a university. I-, I get all that. But that being said, being a completist nut job like I am, I seem to always find myself buying these books that he writes in continuity, and they drive me mad because the Claremont today. uh I guess in some ways it isn't much different from the Claremont of 25 years ago, but that's but very that's dated. the problem. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so I love that he's doing a book now that's his own take on what he would have kept doing 20 years ago if he didn't leave the book. Because I just remember uh, reading his Excalibur run just just being bewildered. And there's so many of my favorite characters in that book, and I loved what he did with uh with sage when he did the you know the x-men run um there when he came back and they they were going to do the whole books of destiny and it was going to be really cool it never went anywhere then they gave him excalibur and they had the other version the evil version of the of the of the team from another all, part of the and uh, it, it just became a mess and yeah so i'm with you i mean i, I read all that because again i also love the ex- exiles like you do and i I couldn't say no to it, but I wish I had had the fortitude to say no to it, <laughs> put it that yeah,
0: way. <laughs> yeah, And you have the Captain Britain Corps in here, the reuniting, what's her name, uh, Nightcrawler's Daughter. Nocturne. With, um, that version, James Proudstar. You know, it, it, all the pieces are here. It, it should be, Blink is in it. I mean, come on. How could you go wrong <laughs> with Blink? Yeah. And, and it, there's a Deus Ex Machina at the end that just boink. Okay. It's over. You know, it's, it, I don't know. It was just silly. It was worth 250, I guess. Uh, God yes. bless him. God bless him. So what else do you say. haul in? Oh, jeez. Yeah, 24 uh,
4: trades, Jesus.
0: I got the complete John Burns Next Men from IDW, which okay. is not the complete John Burns Next Men. It's most of it. It's not all of it. You picked um, that
3: up for, for two and a quarter?
0: Yep. Uh, let's see. You. World War Hulk Damage Control, Warbound, Gamma Corps, New Avengers Volume 7, The Trust, Ghost Rider, Hellbent and Heaven Bound, The Eternals by Jack Kirby. I figure if I want to read it again, why should I pull out the originals? Uh, Silver Surfer Re- Requiem. Secret Invasion, Home Invasion, Counter X, The Order, The Next Right Thing, X-Men Divided We Stand, Marvel Atlas, Secret Invasion, The Infiltration, Young X-Men, Final Genesis, and these are hardcovers now, Runaways, Dead End Kids, Ultimate Iron Man 2, Wolverine Origins and Endings, Ultimate Hulk vs. Iron Man, Ultimate Human by Warren Ellis, uh, and Wolverine Logan, and I also got, and this just made me giddy, Fantastic Five the final doom by Tom Defalco and Ron Lim N- nothing puts a smile on my face quicker than seeing a book by Defalco and Lim hmm. I, I don't know what it is about Ron Lim's art but it just makes me happy to see I, I think Ron Lim is very underrated I love his artwork it and and this is an old-fashioned 80s era Marvel book it's just fantastic I could I hope Defalco and Lim never stop working together they're Two of my favorites, David. Back me up.
1: Oh, I love Lim. No, absolutely. See? I mean, even going know. back to like Silver Surfer and and, and X Men twenty ninety nine and oh, and then picking up from uh, where Perez left
0: off with the uh, with the Infinity. Right, books. right. And he he's not a very flashy artist, but there's no some he's the there's, there it's a solid uh, approach to to comic book creation. It does the job, and it's very enjoyable. To look at, that's that's basically all I need. So yeah, two and a quarter for all those. Can't go wrong with that. No, wow. I'm nice. Jason. It's about um, it's about an hour away from you, I would think, an hour, hour and twenty minutes. It's worth going there. The scientists, the tech support, have been using their betascope to track proto signals.
5: Don't let it be said a chick can't take a guy down. If
2: they are timely, they may be
7: able to save innocent people from being destroyed by forces they cannot understand or control.
0: So far, you could be giving a lecture in cliche 101.
7: Not everyone they find is ready or willing to don a uniform and join
2: the struggle. What a jerk! And then
6: again, some
7: are.
2: I'm
4: coming.
7: Keep your shirt on. There we go, come to death.
2: One down, 50 to go. Oh, come on! Oh, 50 at
6: once? This is gonna hurt. I've got my eye on you.
4: Yeah, join the club.
3: Get off me! Stay down! Come on! Ow!
7: Oh, hi.
4: What the hell do you people think you're doing? No! Struck Twice, Beta Flight, Episode 5. Only at www.brokensea.com.
5: Are you sure you know what you're doing?
4: You know where else is worth going, Vince?
0: Wild Pig Comics. Jason's hammering this man.
4: Yes. Do how, you how
3: much, how much they're paying us again?
0: <laughs> Zip zero.
4: You know what, though? When they saved me a couple hundred bucks with all the fifty percent off stuff, I'm going to buy. It's more than it's worth it. True. A
0: yeah, it's I you know true. I have a lot of stuff I'm going to look for when we're there because I'm needing two or three issues of Incredible Hulk to. To bind the next 25, like did you, I did not know that Thunderbolts first appeared in Incredible Hulk. No idea. I had no idea that that's where that team... First,
3: listen. Well, as I've well told you already think, th- think of the, the
0: name. I know, I know, but yeah. th- their role. Oh, okay. Wh- what does that have to do with the Hulk? You know, but so I'm going through the list of seeing the ones I need, and they're they're like a buck, two bucks a piece for the ones on on my comic shop. But then there's one. It's like seven bucks. I'm like, what's so special about this issue? Boink, thunderbolts,
4: first yeah. appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as I've told told you already, don't stick around make sure you guys are there real nice and early. We can all have breakfast at the diner right, right down the street and then get in line because, uh, for as great as the selection will be all day long, if you want something specific, you gotta, you gotta get in right away so that you make sure you get it because obviously he has, he has, you know, if, if you want, if you want vertigo trades or, you know, an essential or something that you know a a, a Marvel trade that came out last year. There'll there'll be multiple copies of all that stuff that you'll be able to get. But I mean, if you want something like a specific back issue from, you know, yeah. five years ago, or a wall book, or you know, an indie trade, you, you know, he probably has one, maybe two of, of any given thing. So you you got to kind of get in there and get in where you fit in. But yeah, right. what city is this in? Uh, it's in, it's in um, Kenilworth, New Jersey. It's uh it's just a, a pretty typical uh, little. Uh, suburb in Jersey, and it's a small store. It's probably 900 square feet, but it's awesome. Like I said, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic grader and he, uh, he always buys a couple uh, new back issue collections mm-hmm. to get, uh, get get her for the sale. I think he's got sixty thousand back issues this time, and bought uh, 15,000 new, primarily Marvel Bronze Age uh, books for, for, no from kidding. a couple collections over the summer. Yeah, so okay. um, so it's
3: great. Little it's great. little sure. F- FYI to folks, and ask your comic shops, or even better, suggest to your comic shops that uh, we have a skip week coming up in uh, December, right? That's right, that's right. No, that's but right, the, there right. will
0: be one book coming out from D.C. on that week.
3: Is it, uh, is it That's uh, what that's they're hoping, right? right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's they're, what they're hoping. We'll yeah.
3: see if
1: that actually happens.
3: Yeah, I think they're actually shipping it the week before, but they're asking retailers to not... What, yeah, whatever. But there is going to be a skip week this year. Is it the, the last week in December, right? Yeah, yes. I, I was talking to Mark Beatty at Dark Tower about it, and he's like, Yeah, it's the pain in the butt and I was like, Dude, that's a great week for you to have a big sale in the store. And Absolutely, he's like yeah. that's a really good idea. So, you know, ask ask your comic shop if they're gonna have a big sale that week and if they say no, say well why not? It's a great reason to get people to come in whenever they may take the week off and and, and not come in. So um, I think Mark Beatty's going to have a nice sale. Can make it like a week long sale to get rid of a lot of uh, a lot of stock and inventory. So yeah, talk to your talk to your LCS and see if uh, see if they're going to have a sale that week. Because I think a lot cool. of people will. It's
0: awesome. a, it's an excellent opportunity. Yeah.
4: Yep. 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 Great idea.
0: Because you know those crazy comic fans, they'll spend money. They're, they're used to spending money every week. This is just another yep. another week. So
1: especially both through their Christmas money.
0: Move some yeah, of that back, stuff, yeah, man. Exactly. It's like come yeah. in,
3: come in that week. It's like yeah, no, no new comics. But hey, if your store is going to have like you know thirty percent off trades or you know half off wall books, that kind of stuff. You know, so yeah, just ask them if they're not, ask them why not.
0: Yeah. So Jason, you got to be my my blocker. I, I need about five issues to complete a run of Hulk from two thirty to four seventy four.
4: Okay. Well, the other cool thing about the way they do it is, um, yeah, yeah. I know from <laughs> going to a lot of cons and uh, and and what not looking at the, the cheapy books. A lot of times they're just kind of randomly strewn about. These are alphabetized. Um, so awesome! That's yeah, great. So you yeah. f- you'll find that you find the Hulk's where the H's are, and that's you're all set.
3: Yeah. Send, send me your list. I'll uh, I'll check Dark Tower see if they have any of those.
0: Look at this sweet it's a good. it's a good thing yeah
3: so I, I, I take care of my friends whenever i you know, see good deals oh, uh, sucky, sucky. You know, how about
0: you send me a list and i'll see if i can scare <laughs> up some of those trades for you unless of course
4: unless of course your friend also wants a book that you want and then you try and swipe it from under him because he won't know any better oh i would have taken that shit <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice.
3: Zach Kruse, you oh owe you you owe him a pop or something because right. he, he say he saved that Wolverine omnibus cuz I was going to steal that hell yeah. right out from under you hell That's yeah
2: blue. crazy prices on omnibus for $10, for 10, those for $10
3: omnibus. I would steal that from my mother Jason <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: I would defend your mother's honor having met her My
3: mom is reading Storming Paradise right now Oh, really? Yeah, I told her, I told her the, uh, I told her the setup of it that it was, you know, an alternate history of a conventional invasion, uh, of Japan to to end the war. And she's like, that sounds really neat. And, uh, it's, I'm leaving, I was visiting my mom and dad this weekend and, uh, and I figured my dad, uh, if anyone would be interested, and he's like, "Oh, you forgot your your comic." I was like, "Oh, you want to read it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got other stuff." And my mom's like, "Ooh, I'll read it." I'm like, "All right, so so wow. I'll, I'll get a re- I'll, I'll get a review on uh, on uh, Storming Paradise for my mom this week. going to call in the hotline? Cool. <laughs> I should I should get my mom to call in the hotline.
0: This is Chris's mom. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, do I hey. press a button?
3: I think Jason's ready to party down with my mom.
4: Oh, like I told, yeah, she's the bomb, man. She's like yeah. the uh, the Paula Dean of geeks. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: it's awesome. Oh, well, one one thing about that, uh, I forgot to say about that Terror Incorporated, mm-hmm. it, it would make a perfect movie, and the the one man to do it is David Cronenberg. So that's what kind of story we're talking here. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's it's a fantastic series. And while you're at it. Go back and get all those, uh, Shadowline titles. Like, yes. uh, pa- Powerline, St. George, what was the other one? Dr. Zero, and then that Critical Mass series. Those are all excellent, excellent titles. And, uh, this character, Terror Incorporated, uh, also known as Shrek, he's in this stuff. N- albeit he doesn't look the same. They updated him for this series for the better. He yeah. used to be green, he used to be green and had these, like whiskers scoofy, goofy greenish whiskers hanging yeah. off him, but yeah, he's Rick. badass now. He kind of looks still like cool crossbones. A but yeah, yeah kind of looks like crossbones in in a way from uh, Captain America. Only no. that's a real skull. Oh
1: God, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the
0: headgear. <laughs> so cool. Can we talk necrosha? But you guys didn't. You can. You can tell me all. <laughs> the
4: no, <time>. you <laughs> already. You and you're, you're picking your books up the day of the show, man. I tell you, it's, it's,
0: I gotta it's stop.
1: Range, so I am in no yeah. rush.
3: You've had your, oh. you've had your, your allotment of,
4: of X-Talk already.
0: Okay, okay.
4: Well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about something that, uh, is already being hailed as an instant classic.
0: Oh, you, I thought you didn't read The Punisher. Was. <laughs> 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 no, What's this what did, instant classic I'm hearing about? What I
4: did get around to reading was a certain book by Mr. Darwin Cook, uh, Parker the Hunter. Oh,
0: nice.
4: Uh, it was, uh, and it's, I know it's received Heaps of praise in print, uh, in prose and, uh, on the podcast circuit. So, uh, I probably don't have any new angle to add to it, but, uh, but it certainly did live up to the expectations. Um, as with anything, Cook, it's, it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I, for any of you that aren't that familiar with the source material, but may, are, may be familiar with, uh, with uh, the movie Payback. I, I, I would encourage you to give this book a try and recognize that this is not going to be ev- uh, evocative of that movie, but much more the original books. Um, this book is, it very much feels like you're reading uh, you know, something from, from many decades ago. Uh, it looks that way. It feels that way. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a starkness to the story. Um, you know, just a simplicity and, uh, and it, it's fantastic. It's a super quick read, you know, but, but you, I, you get your money. It's It great. just yeah, looks yeah, fantastic. But,
3: hey, be careful because Payback is one of my favorite movies.
4: Really? Wow. Yeah, the
3: director's cut. The director's cut. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen the director's cut. I saw it in the theater actually. Yeah. Dude, like Chris Christopherson yeah, isn't even in the director's cut.
4: No shit. Oh, okay. I love Maybe. him. Oh, and, I'll have to go uh, Netflix it then
3: because I mean, uh, it is it is a dark dark movie. They, okay. The the theatrical release the and what originally Thanks, came on in DVD, very yeah, different different movie. Dif- different. Yeah, movie. okay. It's the the director's cut is is awesome. Um, yeah. Check out uh, check out Point Blank and not the uh, not the uh, the Bodie Surfing Point Blank. <laughs> oh come on!
1: You can check uh, that one out too. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, you can. Yeah, you can check that one out. But uh, uh, Point Blank is also based on on the Hunter. Yeah. Wow.
1: I didn't Which, read my copy yet. But in, in Payback, his name is Porter. What was his name in uh, in Point
4: Blank? Um here hold on I I got it right here cuz uh, I know
1: cuz 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 obviously
4: but it was it was Lee uh it was uh Lee Marvin right
1: yeah that's who played the character but that, but, yeah. but because of uh of the author's feeling Walker. He did, Walker. right he did he didn't and he didn't want any other character outside of
3: yeah he didn't want anybody what else is, uh, to interpret yeah, Darwin Cook is the first person that Donald yes. Westlake ever allowed to use the right. name Parker yep. for any of it. Uh, yeah, walk, it's, it's Walker in,
2: mm-hmm.
4: in
3: Point Blank. Well, what that that
4: movie, actually, Chris, uh, I'm sure you know this because th- you think you've probably talked to Darwin, but, but th- that movie is what got Darwin into the books. He saw the movie as a kid, loved the movie, couldn't get enough of it, mm-hmm. then later found out that it was based on the pulp novels by... The Parker Stark, whose real name is Donald Westlake. And then he started reading the novels years later, years. I mean, it was one of his favorite movies forever. And then years and years later, he found out that it was a a, a series of books and read them. And then I guess over time, because of, uh, uh, you know, his own successes in life managed to, yeah, befriend, uh, Donald Westlake. And like you said, got the, the approval. And I think, I mean, the plan is for him to do, I think he said his plan, if it goes well, is to do one of these uh, a year for the next few years with, so the yeah. next one he said should be ready for, um, 2010 San Diego again, so yeah. Cool. His, his style is just so mesmerizing, I gotta say. I mean, I just, uh, not, not, it's, you never want to compare artists, but I just think, like, you give me a hundred pages of, of Darwin Cook versus, like, 300 of Alex Ross, and I'll, I'll take the hundred from Darwin Cook every time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's totally different camps. Uh, I, I
4: agree. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying, but it's just, it's just, I, I it's, it's, I, I, with with each passing experience I have with with Cook, he's one of those guys I think where his artwork can, for me, really do away with my feelings for the story underlying story. Like I could not like the story so much or not think as much there, but the, his artwork can make it a worthwhile read slash purchase. Yeah. You're me. right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. And I don't know that there's a lot of artists I would say that about. I mean, I know you're more of an art guy by nature, and maybe that's. But for me, there aren't too many guys where if the story's not good, I'm gonna want to go back and reread it.
0: Well, it's like it's like this it. Die by the sword thing. If Alan Davis drew it, I would oh, I probably warm up like, to it. Uh, yeah,
4: the the, the X Men issue that Davis just did. I mean, that was the list, the actual X Men list that that with Alan Davis drew it. I mean, forget it. I I, I had to. Davis Namor is just. oh, okay. uh, I had to relate yeah. to myself. It was regal.
0: <sighs> he draws a very regal. Oh, name he
4: does. Seeing, yeah. seeing, um, seeing you know who come back. I don't want to say yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah. It it's,
4: say it though. Yeah, it's,
0: awesome sauce.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, and and there's not yeah. many guys yeah. that can hold a candle to Alan Davis. I mean, show oh,
4: so good. I, one of my favorite moments ever on email was was actually communicating back and forth on email with him. I, I it was, I, really? I, yeah, I just emailed him for, at his website, just asking about his original artwork, and he emailed me like. Back the next day, and so we just so I kept thinking of reasons to respond back to him because I didn't want the conversation. What are you, what are you wearing? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: exactly. You're, you're pretty. Exactly. Just,
4: hey, I'm gonna
0: rock your world. Yeah, it's with that one of those guys that they define the characters on which they work? Like Saturnine, you, you don't want to see yeah, her drawn yeah, by anybody yeah. but Alan Davis. It's the the squinty eyes and the full breasts and the body. It's That's just true. the way he draws them. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Alan David and I love the fact that he's drawn covers for Fantastic Four
4: very very cool Yep. yeah yeah, yeah it's cool sometimes I think David doesn't read comics anymore
1: I don't yeah no I just, <laughs> just <get> hang <laughs> up my boys throw out snide comments be- about whatever you guys are talking about you know that's my nice that's my contribution
4: to the show that's why you're King Dap that's why you're the King- Messiah <laughs>
1: King <laughs> Dap yeah, man
4: King Dap King <laughs> yeah. well the 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 comic geek torum
3: is is going to be uh is going to be completed this weekend i uh I spent all last weekend uh over at my dad 's place finishing up uh, the last set of shelves and my comic boxes and all that stuff so I'm, I'm surrounded by just big old piles of comic books waiting to find their home
0: oh that's awesome oh,
4: it's so, awesome dude i yeah i uh, yeah oh vince i wanted to ask you did you now that you're all about this library binding have you uh, i was just checking out the website librarybinding.com and they have a new a new thing now for people that don't want to have their books bound but want to have them on their shelves did you see that what the is new this? cases you haven't no. seen? it? Dude, got you got to go to the it. website. Yeah, it's no. it's, it's, it's basically, it's basically no, faux no. books. Yeah, no, uh, I don't want.
0: I don't want any faux. I want books. Yeah. Well, no, I I, I'm. People, I'm sure there's a place for them, which is cool. No, but tell but that's me more, the thing,
4: though, Right? If, if 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 let's say you have uh, I don't know ten things of Avengers bound, but you might own the first twenty issues of the original series, and you you want them on your bookshelf because you don't you know, but you, obviously you don't want to bind them. He right. has these things now where basically they'll take—I think it's up to 20 comics—and they 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 make these—they're like faux books that. So from the, if you have them on your bookshelf, it looks like a book. You can have it just like with any other thing that they do. You can have it um, stamped and imprinted any way you want with any kind of logos or dyes or labels you want. But um, it's actually like a holder that's made to perfectly fit uh, bagged and boarded comic books, and it can hold and however. And boarded, many. really. Yeah. So and so inside, rather than it being actually bound, it's like a case, and you open it up, and it's in there, holding you know uh, perfectly contained you know x number of comic books. You can have oh, that's
2: kind of cool your, on yeah. your
4: shelves. But yeah, not actually you know quote unquote ruin them if it's a book you don't want to permanently right. you know alter. So uh very cool. Yeah, guess. I thought yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely a place for it, especially if you're a binding nut and you're going to have like tons of your stuff bound. I think oh, that's, a that's great
0: the comp- goal. That's the goal to have everything post say. Seventy-two. Eh, let's just cut it off at seventy-five. Everything after seventy-five, I want to be able to walk up to my bookshelf and take it off. I'm not yeah. a fool. I, I'm not going to, you know, bind bronze and silver age stuff. But I got a message. I got a call from the other day. Um, I had my my initial batch are completed fun, and they're right? they're yeah they're on their way to me. And that was quick. I was, I was thinking it was very quick. I was thinking about it. Binding your comics is an opportunity to create a unique original piece of art that you and only you own yeah i mean and and you could it this here's a a a stack of 25 comics bound into book form that is completely unique to you. Mm you 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 bought one issue in new jersey you bought three in new york there's a history to this thing but then it's also an an art object because you can craft this book however you want like i have a plan to take all the books that don't have a a home, books like maybe from the black and white boom of the 80s where maybe they only did release one issue a- and, and just take the, like say, uh, the jujitsu gerbils and the kung fu kangaroos and the Boris the bear type things and just bind those all together so you get not only a snapshot of a certain time in comic book history, but you get a completely a, an object that's completely unique to you, and there's only one of these friggin' things in the entire world, and it's on your bookshelf. It's a, it's a rare opportunity that you can do that. So that that's another reason why I want to bind all my stuff, you know. And then you determine the layout too. I mean, you you can you can put X fifty one with the original Machine Man series, and then maybe put I don't know like your Run of Steel in there with it. Why you would do that, I don't know, but you have the opportunity to do it. <laughs> and, and so you have one book that says what you want it to say. It's a, a snapshot. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so into the binding, I can't even tell you. I'm it's sending, an
4: interesting subculture, too. Uh, yeah. I'm sending like three
0: volumes down a week. Yeah, wow. you, you can go nuts. Yeah. But, uh yeah, I mean, the stuff week, people
4: are doing with this is, is just crazy. I mean, some of right. these... uh I mean, cause once you do it and you start getting a sense for it, I mean, there are some magnificent collections that are being done and people are putting like original sketches from, yep. you know, the artists in, in the, in the front or back covers or leaving a play, a place in their for sketches from the artists so they can go to a con and, and, and get them sketched by the guys and, and, you know, putting in table of contents and like who's who and ohatmu pages and, um, yep. it's, uh, it's super, super cool stuff the one thing i 'm bummed about and this this is perfect for you vince i I think you 're just getting the straight up buck room, but you can do a thing now where you can go to um indigo Inc and for like two bucks, two or three bucks, you can send them this uh they can use a template they give you and you can photoshop your own um, graphic that you want for the cover and and then they'll mail it directly to Library Binding and Library Binding will laminate your book with that. So instead of a buck cover it'll have a laminate so it's like your own your own you know hardcover comic edition. I've seen some gorgeous ones, but the only thing is, is you have to be very adept at Photoshop because it's a blank template. You can make it any way you want.
0: Well Jason I can do it for you. You don't have to pay me. So there you right, go. Nice not you money. Nice. Well, yeah, there you go. But, uh, this week I sent, and, and to get, to talk about what Jason was talking about, the whole laminating and the covers and the die stamps and everything, uh, that, the, the, the fact that you have the option to do that is really cool and, uh, God bless anybody who wants to take advantage of that. But the book is just a means to an end. What what I really care about the the
3: title and the issue numbers. That's all I'm doing. That's all. Yeah,
0: this week I sent down Astro City one to six plus the first twenty two issues of the ongoing. Well, nice. In in one volume, I sent down. It was a combination of Mike Allred's Atomics and Joe Casey's Intimates. So I called the book Intimates and Atomics. Uh. How about that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. jo- Joe Casey's Intimates is a really underrated series. Uh, that is just a brilliant. It, it's almost postmodern in a way because if you've ever seen it, there's a a scroll on the bottom of each page, like this this info scroll where where they'll just put news relating to certain events in the story, or they'll flesh out that universe a little bit more with like you know pseudo news blurbs. It's an awesome series, and um, I forget what the third volume I sent down was. That's how. You know, on the ball I am. Oh, Jonah Hex, 1 to 25. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got it done with chocolate brown uh, Mm -hmm. cover with gold lettering.
3: Yeah. The Jonah Hex would be very worthwhile to bind.
4: That's perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm binding everything.
4: Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to do some West Coast Avengers. Nice. One of the first things I do. um, And some Alpha Flight.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, Alpha Flight. I should do that next.
2: Just uh,
4: Or everything. Everything. Okay.
3: Mine will be uh, Gotham Central, the Losers, and Fear Agent when it wraps up. Yeah, Those will be the first ones I buy. I,
0: I'm waiting for Proof. I think it ends at issue twenty-eight, twenty-nine around there.
4: Yeah, volume one ends, and
3: then yeah, I'm just going to bind it all.
4: Well, I got to be honest with you. I don't know when. Seeing the work that Riley Rossmo is doing in in Cowboy Ninja Viking, I got a feeling they're not. They're he's not doing any more Proof for a long while. As much as I'd like to see him stay yeah, on it, it's
0: just, a beautiful book. Yeah. We'll see. You
3: never know. Alex, if you're listening, let us know.
0: Yeah, give us more proof.
3: And and I think I think Alex Grecian is going to have a pretty good 2010 from what i'm hearing whenever he was at windy city he said uh he said 2010 is looking like a a really fun year he's got some cool stuff coming up
0: and rosmo's great but i think proof is one of those books like hellboy where you can take an artist of similar uh slant to their art and like say ashley wood on proof you're not going to buy that you know, <laughs> come
4: on. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, but it's just one of those things that they're the co-creators. So right, I'm right.
0: Of I mean, Yola is the creator of Hellboy, and he allows Duncan Figredo and and well, but Guy that's guys, the difference. You
4: know? yeah. He's the creator. Well, so so what, so what so about so invincible? Invincible. is Oddly, and
1: uh, or Walker, Corey, Corey Walker. But
4: I don't yep. think I think that's different, though. I think Corey Walker is credited by Kirkman as the as the co-creator because he drew it. But I, my understanding, is Kirkman owns the property. He paid right. Corey a page rate to do the book. So oh, I think it's a little different but yeah.
0: Sure that again the the transition between the two artists was almost seamless because they have very similar styles. And uh, another book, Invincible's ending soon. They're going to they're going to start that uh, over again too.
3: Probably not a bad idea.
0: It does make sense. You're right, it does.
3: Yeah. I love Invincible, but it's one that I honestly I haven't haven't read in a long time it's i'm um, probably three trades behind and it's just going to be one of those i'm hoping for some snowy days this winter yeah. and and i've just about got my comics room it'll it will be done this this week and i'll i'll post some pictures on the on the on the forum um where's the forum at david
1: Forum.BullpenBulletinsPodcast.com or www.11oclockcomics.com
3: there you go. We need to get the, the, the Geekdom, Geektorum threads going again and see what everybody... Yes, nice. I yeah, I know I know mind, like
4: mine is finally starting to... Uh, the raw bones are there. The electricians were here on Tuesday uh, putting in new lighting and stuff and uh, and moving some outlets around
0: in there so I can... Cool. Better,
4: nice. Uh, tearing, up, tearing up the carpet this weekend. Wow. And... Uh,
0: Mine's about six to eight months away. All right. But I envision an entire wall of just bound comics. Well, obviously, I'll have to have some boxes for the new stuff, but I, I just want everything bound. And the, and the very old stuff will be in boxes, but yeah, just a nice wall of, of bound. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd never leave the room. That's, yeah. that's my plan.
3: You know, you, you were talking about, uh, comics, you know, gathering different gases from, you know, the papers and that kind of stuff. And, um, I got to thinking about that. And all of my, as I'm looking at my comics right now, I don't tape and have never taped my bags for my comics.
0: Well, that's probably a good idea. They all just,
3: they all just sit. You tuck it- the flap
0: inside the bag inside the. No, the, well, how no do you- they're,
3: they're all they're all just standing up saluting.
0: Okay, well, the the compression from when you you put them all in the box, the mm-hmm. the, the pressure from that stack of comics is gonna push a lot of that gas out and since you have the flap open it's going to seep out so yeah that's cool so
3: so my worthless comics aren't as worthless as worthless comics well if
0: you have them in in (laughs) polypropylene you might as well just just leech the cover the color off the cover yourself because that's what that stuff's doing but yeah what are you gonna do yeah this stuff is not gonna i was (laughs) right i was very very persnickety about mylar i had to have mylar for my books But as I'm getting older, I'm thinking, I'm not going to live forever. And whether or not my kids want these books when I'm gone, yeah, that's great, and and they'll be around for them. But everything in this whole universe is finite, and to try and stop the aging process of something is just futile. It's silly, and it costs a lot of money for Mylar. Mylar's really expensive now. Yeah, it really is. So yeah. the, the I wanna enjoy yeah, them the while the bag I'm is here. worth
3: more than the comic from a monetary uh, Sometimes yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But uh, like I said, if if you would like to preserve your books, there's nothing better than Mylar, but enjoy them. Take them out of the bag and read them. That's what they're there for. Yes, I'm talking about. All right, people. Hey, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. If you want any of the books we talked about here and you want new books, go to Discount Comic Book Service, and they will serve you up some discounts that you cannot believe. Amazing discounts. DCBService.com. Check them out on the web. Uh, they will be glad you did, and so will you, because whew, Wumba, Wumba is what we, what we like to say. And go to the comic shop and get Dark Rain the List Punisher. That's what I'm going to recommend. I know I didn't say it the whole episode, but I'm just going to do it now because you should. Unbelievable. Rick Remender. Oh, my God. John Romita Jr., Klaus Jansen, Mr. White on Colors. It is wonderful, depending on cool. how you define wonderful, but it is. No. <laughs>
3: the third trade of Echo Just came out. Really? And, yes, I love that that they are putting those trades out, like clockwork now. Uh, I think this is up through, gosh, I forget what issue, but uh, um, it's almost caught up with the regular series. So if you've not read Echo, do so. It is a really, really good series, and Terry Moore's art is is
0: phenomenal. I'm going to have to reading that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Testify. I, I Tell That's me it's, it's far removed from Strangers in Paradise. It is. Absolutely. Oh, okay. it's very so, All right. Then I'll pick it up. It's, it's, um, uh,
4: it's, government sci- it's a sci-fi government intrigue conspiracy type of yarn.
0: All right. I'll get it, it. Here,
3: here you go. Here's your mashup to remember. It's the Incredible Hulk meets Thelma and Louise.
0: Ooh, I'm there. I'm halfway there. Yeah, I <laughs> fell asleep during <laughs> Thelma and Louise. Yeah, I
4: don't know if I. Yeah, I mean,
3: she, it's, she, she it's, was it's getting
0: the, raped on a table, and I fell asleep, and I woke up. They were going off a cliff. It's like, okay, that was a great movie. Oh well, it's it's, it's, a
3: good, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a, it's a desert road trip trying to get away from the authorities. Cool. And yeah, I'll read it. it's <laughs> sci-fi action and absolutely beautiful Terry Moore art. Nice. Yeah.
4: Before I tell you what you need to read, uh, I, I think we need, I want to ask a favor of our listeners. Ooh. Um, two two favors actually, two favors. Right. One, we sure do appreciate uh, iTunes reviews. Yeah, we do. So uh, if anyone hasn't done so and they're comfortable doing so, it would be pretty awesome if people went ahead and left us a review, yeah. told us what they think of the show.
0: Let's make a goal. Push us over two hundred. Yeah. We're we're, cur- we're currently at what? One forty. I think. Yeah, push us over yeah. 200 just so we have a nice round number Awesome. Know?
4: the other thing I wanted to request is for our hardcore forum it's, or if you're not hardcore but you're considering jumping into the forum uh, the 11 Ocloskers for uh, this coming uh, year our awards are posted in a pinned thread in our main forum, you can, uh, as a lot of people have been doing, just copy and paste your choices now that you have, and then you can go back to it anytime you want, edit it, and modify it. But uh, by all means, the uh, the more contribution here, the better. When we when we go ahead and, and do our recording, whenever that may be, in January, February. And uh, now that I've gotten those uh, things out of the way, by all means, people, while we still can, please, please, please read Rebels. Uh, it's it's oh, freaking yeah. badass. It's a great DC book. Tony Bedard is doing killer work on it. All the art art guys have been doing. I think uh, Claude Saint Alban is the new ongoing artist, and he's terrific. And it's just fantastic cosmic yarn. So
2: you know,
0: Tony Bedard is going to be doing the Great Ten for DC.
4: Yeah, and I I wasn't planning on picking that up at least at the outset because the characters didn't interest me that much. But uh, the fact that Bedard's doing it has got me intrigued. Uh, I may. He is good. Yeah, I may be uh, picking up the trades there if if
0: it gets good pub. Read Darkness, number one. <laughs> this is
1: stale Keown, man, come on. <laughs>
0: That's right. The it's so beautiful drawn oh, people I just, getting ripped to shreds oh, read it
1: again like, oh god it's it's great looking
0: does pitt have a penis i haven't asked him no because like look <laughs> at the you know you wonder about things like that he's oh, you wonder about i it. don't know i don't know and and why don't you stop by our forum and buy some dc books for me because i want to get rid of this stuff we're moving yeah. soon. Come Start get selling it. Start
4: books I want to buy.
0: Come get it. You tell me That's what you stuff. want. I'll hook you up.
3: You got you got that JLI stuff, huh? Yes, I do. I, I do. I have the whole run. Yeah. I I may have to talk to you, Vince. Jason, you're
0: always talking about how you're not schooled in Batman. I can sell you for pennies on the dollar. Almost four hundred, probably. Yeah, almost four hundred consecutive issues of Batman.
4: You no, why don't you want to buy those?
0: I don't, I don't want them. I so want, are you only I buying Marvel books? No, I'm, b- I'm binding Marvel books, indie books, and and certain DC books. All the Vertigos are not going anywhere. All like books like Helfer and Baker's, The Shadow, and Denny O'Neill's The Question. I can't part with that stuff. Sure, sure. But you know, the Superman, Batman, anything in a cape and a cowl from DC, it's going out the door. So if you want it, wow. Come to the forum, and, and yeah, I got to move this stuff. I just have too many books. I told you, I will stop this flip-flopping shit that I do every couple of years. I'll put an end to it because if I don't have the books anymore, I'm not going to flop. There's no I way will to flop to. I will. I, I will, will end you. There's nowhere <laughs> to flop to. So that's the goal. Please help me stop flip-flopping. <laughs> come, come to the forum. Forum.dot.pen.bulldogs.podcast.com. Okay, thank you for being here. David, thanks you. Wood doesn't care, and Chris is awesome. awesome. So thank you for being here, and we'll see you next week. Wood cares. He does. He he does. Know, I love you guys. Wood cares. He does. Cares.
3: And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not that awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's for sure. I think you are. Oh. He know. is awesome.
2: He is. Quite opinionated. I have a
3: Someone around here needs an opinion that's...
6: Basic reason. Wait, that would be me, right? (laughs) Bye. Yeah, right. Bye. 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 Bye.